What's up, everyone, and welcome to Chronicles of Runeterra. I am Mike. And I'm Sean. And we are ready to bring you the goodness that oh, is yeah. Arcane once again. Oof. How pumped up are you for episode eight? Uh, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm a broken man right now, okay? So I'm still processing it, <laughs> but holy shit. It's just, so uh, much that happens. So it, like, much that like happens. right as you think this show can't get any better, it just drops all these plot bombs. I'm going to call them plot bombs. But man, That's this good. is one of my favorite episodes so far. It is just so good. Like, yep. holy shit. And we are now only one away after this for uh, the final of the entire season mm-hmm. finale. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bittersweet moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how or like what they're going to do to outdo this episode right here just because there's a lot. We're just going to see so much so much of the consequences, right? It's going to be consequence, consequence, consequence for the yeah. last episode. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see that. But let's talk about what happens here that lines all of this stuff up. Um, but first, before we do, of course, I have to do my quick little pander, which is, uh, you know, awesome that you guys listen to us. Thank you so much. We've been getting some good traction on this and uh, we love to do it. So thank you to the supporters of the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure to leave a five star review if you can on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out. It's totally free. And uh, just say that you love us or, you know, that you, you wish honestly, you, you can say whatever you want. You can or... say that you hate us, but just give us five stars. Okay? Yeah, as long as you so, get those five stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> it's a terrible show, five stars. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> terrible show, period. Would recommend. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, just, uh, you know, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. But but please do that if you could for us. We really appreciate uh, it. Don't forget as well, make sure mm-hmm. to hit us up on Twitter. Um, we are active oh, yeah. on Twitter now at... C O R underscore pod. Um, you can also That's put right. it in Chronicles of Runeterra and it'll pop up. So That's right. Yeah. You can't help but find us now. We're yes. like we're everywhere. The yeah, we're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I can't wait to like people start typing it in and like three pages deep on Google. They're yeah, like, they Where finally the fuck find are they? They're like, like, is this it? And it takes them to some Brazilian website and you're just like, yeah. damn it. <laughs> but anyways, guys, um, let's go ahead and, and jump in. And, uh, you know, because it's going to be a hell of an episode. Once again, we're trying to condense it down a little bit. This is our second attempt now. We'll see if we're successful After or not. After the last but failed attempt, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, it's really like I go into detail and Sean then, you know, tells me to pause the podcast and then he yells at me for a little bit and then we jump right back in. <laughs> I but, wouldn't say yell. Yeah. It's more of a lecture, yeah. you know. Yeah, like No, he, he screams like... at me for a little bit. It's abuse <laughs> and we need, to, we need to do something about this. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. Oh, yeah. Starting off strong. Uh, Starting off strong. Exactly. (laughs) I just accused my partner of emotional abuse. (laughs) It's on the record now. So thanks for that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and hop right in. So first thing that we start off with is we get the amazing scene with young Mel, right? (sighs) Man. Um, This is really good because it's something we've been wanting for a long time. We need more. We need to know more about her. She's so mysterious right now. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where we start to unravel. So the first thing that we notice right out of the gate, because we're still wondering about, you know, her origin exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one threw me for a loop whenever I saw this. Right. Yeah. Did you uh, you clocked the Solari outfit. Yeah. On her, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I, what is going exactly. on? Like, it, I've, I've literally been like kind of jumping through different hoops to figure out like how this could play out. And I'm afraid to now because it's like. 
it's so off the wall and out there that I just I feel like you want to be surprised by I it. I want to be surprised by it, and I'm kind of like, okay, maybe I shouldn't like try to theorize this one because I, I want there to be a nice payoff whenever they do go into it, you know, uh, eventually. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm similar. Like I I don't get me wrong, I get those times when I'm just dying to know things, and I I kind of get on for a quick cheeky look at, on some of the Reddit threads. Um, and then I accidentally, quote unquote, find some things out. Right. But for the most part, like, I mean, and this goes for you, too. But we we know, like, you know, so much of the lore, really, that we can piece things together ourselves. But sometimes you do still need that outside perspective that, yeah. for those things that you didn't quite catch. And this um, one has stumped, I think, both of us so far. I think everyone. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't I haven't particularly went out to go seek this one, but. I can't imagine anyone coming up with a great excuse for this because one just doesn't exist. And that's the thing is this is a good, I don't want to say segue, but this, this highlights, um, you know, basically these type of shows in the modern era. Um, I'll, um, kind of go back to Westworld season one Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, engulfed in it. Right. Um, right. And part of it was like, I was really active on subreddit. Um, I was actively posting theories and stuff, right? And mm-hmm. connecting dots and whatnot. And it kind of sucked because by the end of the show, we, the community had pieced everything together, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it played out exactly like the community kind of like played it out. And I was just kind of like, okay, maybe I don't like this actually, yeah. <laughs> you know? There's there's fun in the mystery. That's what keeps it fresh. It, exactly. And this is one where I'm just kind of like, I think it's for, for the audience sake, you know, that people that are listening, I'm just... I would say, you know, leave this one alone. If you see that post on there and it says this is my theory for where Mel comes from, I would just, you know, skip past it because I feel like this one's going to have a fun little payoff um, by whenever it plays out. So. And honestly, if anyone tells you that they know what it is at this point, I think that they're selling you snake oil anyways. So, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I I genuinely don't think anyone knows because it just the answer doesn't exist. Like you said, now for for everyone. Go ahead. Well, part of it, too, is like it's like, okay, you know, I'm just pointing out the aspects. You have like a a Solari outfit, essentially, that she's wearing Mm -hmm. and they're in a, a throne room that really. I mean, I've got a couple ideas of where they could be. But mm-hmm. it's so well, real quick, real like, quick. Before oh, okay, you finish that, let me go ahead and just give some context to people as to what the Solari even are, because I'm sure that a lot of oh people yeah yeah we're talking don't like even know knows like, what, this. what who the hell knows yeah. what this is. So, <laughs> so first of all, sorry for dragging you along this long because I just realized that. But um, so the Solari are a particular like religious sect that belongs to a region called Targon. And um, Targon has a lot to do with it's uh, kind of a this very magical based area with this giant mountain that deals with Tall, tallest peak gods, in, in all over Terra. So exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's a very important place. The, there's and, a there's a little fun little backstory as to why it is the tallest peak, but we won't go into that this time because that'll just open up a can of worms. But yeah, exactly. You don't want to blow your minds quite yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this there's a particular group, like I said called the Solari, and they basically worship the sun, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a character in League of Legends called Leona that is um, the aspect of the sun. And this, like the crest on her shield even, is the exact same crest. Or not, how should I say? Doesn't look the exact same as far as coloring, but the symbol itself. Yeah, the symbol, the shape. Yeah, it's there, like pretty clearly. 
So at this point, I would be shocked if they told me this is not that this outfit was not related to Solari. I mean, Whether we, she her, yeah, we we can say that that outfit is Solari, like dis- right. distinctly. Like they, that's the other thing too. Is like Riot isn't going to mislead us for the sake of misleading us. Like it, right. they they may you know I've got theories. I'm keeping them to myself. Um, but uh, you know they're they're whenever they show a symbol like that, you can confidently say like, Oh, that is a Solari symbol. Like, right. um, because it's just too, too much the same. Right. Yeah. So, too apparent. Too yeah. Apparent. Yeah. And with, um, you know, something that we're about to get into in a second here, we know that she is Noxian, which is something that we theorized before and they're not keeping it a secret, like what we thought that they were going to. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of doing a little something different here as far as the relationship between Piltover and, and Noxus and, you know, the House of Madarda. So we're in kind of new territory already with that. Um, but when it comes to her, like, you know, we don't know if maybe she grew up in Targon or, or whatever. But um, right now, how this scene breaks out, we know that we first meet Mama Madarda. That's a big thing. Yeah. You don't really get to fully see her, but you see that she is a person and that Mel is her daughter. And what did you let me just ask you this. What did you first think whenever you saw this character? Oh, my God. I I literally like shit myself. It was just like, like, talk about someone that just imposes authority. You know what I mean? Like whenever yeah. like if if that person walked up to me on the street and was like, uh, you know, get on your hands and knees and bark like a dog, I'd be like. All right. Yes, ma'am. Like, you know, like, it's just like that. that is the type of um, what breed of dog would you like? Yeah. It's like, uh, am I a chihuahua? You know, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, no, she it, I mean, just talk about a tour de force like impression. And they don't even show her face in this scene. No. Um, and it's just it's it's um, man, I just I've, I'm, I can't even think of the words to say. <laughs> Sean has a crush right now. Yeah, yeah. She, I'm uh, I'm blushing right now. So, <laughs> so um, Mama Madarda, uh, yeah, we meet her. She is a very strong personality, uh, just it, as Sean said. And just so you know, her, uh, I had to look this up because they actually don't mm. say it in the sh- uh, the scene. Um, yeah. They do uh, on the credits, but uh, her name is Ambessa. Yeah. So A M B E S S A Ambessa. So Ambessa, but also affectionately known here, at least on this podcast, as Mama Madarda. Yes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Basically, very or just, imposing. Or just Mommy. Figure. You know, you can just call her. <laughs> or you can, yeah. You can, the real shorthand for it is just Mommy. Mommy. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, basically we're, we're met with a few things here. So she tells us a little story about her father and what he did for her to get her to basically know death, right? She says that she recalls her father giving her a gold coin per sword retrieved on a battlefield Mm -hmm. that uh, was riddled with bodies, obviously. And obviously you can tell right there that this is, you know, basic Noxian lineage where they try to amp you up for war as much as possible. Mm -hmm. They want you to know, live and breathe war. And she's kind of trying to do that with Mel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying and, to to you know prepare her. Right. Exactly. And um, but the first thing that she comes right back out with is um, Mel says that Kino, which is her brother, um, says that war is a failure of statecraft. And Mama Madarda quickly says that, well, your brother's a fool and thinks he's a wolf or thinks he's a fox or I'm sorry, thinks that he's a fox amongst wolves. Sorry. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Um, but she said, what you really need to be is the wolf and the fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you think about that little little drop of knowledge? Oh, I mean, first? it's it's like that classic, like, you know, um, uh, piece of wisdom, you know, and mm-hmm. it just really makes you kind of go like, hmm, OK, things are not as, you know, it's not as simple as like I'm this animal and they're this animal. It's like, no, you have to be conniving and ruthless, you know, exactly. It's um, not enough to be one thing. Yeah. So uh, and it just it, at the same time, like it just uh, oozes like wisdom right from from mm-hmm. uh, Mama Madarda. Um, right. And so, so yeah. it, it it really goes into just like, you know, once again, her character type, very war based. Um, and then, you know, thinks that it shows right there that she thinks things like, you know, statescraft is only good for, you know, to to a certain degree. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is very interesting there. And. Then Mel starts describing basically what needs to be done to the throne room um, and what needs to not not only be done to the the throne room, but also what kind of person needs to be taking up the throne. Yeah. Uh, What did you think about about that little scene right there? It just it shows me that Mel, it doesn't fully understand the gravity of of what um, uh, Mama Madarda is saying. Um, She kind Mm -hmm. of like changes the subject. And she's uh, almost fantasizing, right, mm-hmm. um, about this, you know, glorious, like, um, you know, I don't want to say leader, but like this uh, pawn that they want to put in place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely pawn. Yeah. And so uh, for me, it just, it, it comes across as, as it should, you know, she's she's a child and she's still pretty immature. Like she doesn't understand the the, the big picture yet. It's it's very much, um, you know, gold and, and flowers type of approach. Um and, you know, she's she's definitely it's clear that she's been, um, you know, in a family that, uh, it, it, you know, wields a lot of power and whatnot. But mm-hmm. she still doesn't an- understand the, um, the 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 gravity of, of wielding that power. Right. Um, right. And what it means. So at least that's what I got the impression from. What did you think? Yeah, I definitely think that. I mean, this is a girl who's been trained from a young age, basically. You could tell that this is not their first time toppling a government Mm -hmm. and putting in a new regime, right? Yeah. And uh, so she's trying to teach her, you know, not only war itself, but also the intricacies that goes into making something that will last, right? Mm -hmm. And and also basically subscribe to the will of, of Noxian force. And, you know, Mel says it herself. She says, all right, well, we need someone with a kind, fat face, you know, clever to charm her subjects, but pliable to mold. So she's definitely like in the pocket of of a master manipulator, like learning the ways Mm -hmm. to be a master manipulator behind the scenes of big government, which is, you know, really cool within itself. Um, But that's whenever Mama Madarda over there says, perhaps it can be you. And she was like, you would give me a throne. And then she said, I would give you the world if you can prove you can take it. And that's when we're met with the next scene here, which I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from those words because like that's fucking powerful. But then she literally puts it to the test right after that. Yeah. (laughs) So she brings in um, this young girl with uh, looks like I mean, she has these trinkets on her face, basically. And it looks like a very religious kind of, you know decoration set up on mm-hmm. her on her body uh, uh, and i'm that's another thing that backs up they're they're definitely in targon i feel like right now well so um, so that's the thing too is like mm-hmm. it's like yes i can see where you're coming from but like looking at like uh, uh, the jewelry that she's wearing and whatnot it, it almost looks kind of ionian 
Um, you think? So, I yeah. think Targon. But that's the thing is, uh, I I think this is purposely right as saying this isn't necessarily like a main region. There are mm-hmm. little kingdoms spread throughout. And I think this is one of those kingdoms where it's it's a much smaller, um, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, place. And it, it doesn't warrant its own, you know, uh, like distinct area. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, totally. And they've like done that you, in the past, you know. It, it's so. literally like you can't like you are not necessarily wrong at all yeah. because we don't know. know. And yeah. and this also could just be blatant <laughs> misdirection by Riot to keep us, you know, basically doing what we're doing right now, which is, you know, theorizing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, either way, like, you know, she is obviously a person that it seems like is related to the previous, you know, regime because, yeah. you know, she, she even says at one point, what was that line that she said? If you don't, she basically wants her to kill and wants Mel to basically say, like, you know, what judgment would you pass on this on this person? And obviously, Mama Medard is looking for death. Right. That's what she wants out of it. Mel, on the other hand, she shows mercy and says, strip her of her belongings and send her out to the to the, the far you know, colonies. colonies. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, she's she's of no use to us. Um, and then that's whenever Mama Medarda's like. Mm, she's a no. symbol of the old regime you know exactly like, she can she can end up affecting us later on you well know, if she gets it, enough of a movement and i love the way she says it she says kill her now and only one must die let her live you yeah. may need may need to kill thousands um yeah very good i can't believe i didn't put that line down because it's so good oh i know uh, this is because <laughs> that shows what that shows what noxus is because yeah i i can't even that, that's so important to noxus specifically actually i don't i don't know why i didn't pick up on that Line. That's why I'm here. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you catch me when I falter, dude. Uh, <laughs> so many, so much catching. Screw my wife. You're you you're my true partner. Apparently. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so yeah, so um, basically, right there, that tells us everything that we need to know about like a Noxian. Or for those of you that don't already know, like everything you need to know about Noxian warfare, they aren't all about, um, you know. They are about war and, and dominating and, and taking and expanding. But at the same time, they do want everything, every colony that they take over to thrive and do well. And they don't want people to die needlessly. Like, it is very common for them to do challenges with, like, one warrior. Kind of like what we see, yep. you know, a lot of old colonies do um, to make sure that others don't. Because ultimately, that's, you know extreme inefficiency whenever you want to have a nice transition of leadership right mm-hmm. um so yeah this is this is perfect for for the situation now she is harsh though she like mel immediately says like no we can show her we can show the people that we show mercy and mama Madara straight up decapitates her yeah yeah she don't give a fuck dude um, so it's a good thing that you barked like a dog because if you didn't, you'd be dead. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, and then, and then, uh, Mama Madarda follows up with Wolf has no mercy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn, like the writing in this show is just so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It's just, she's the perfect version of what she needs to be for this show. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she's going to be a pillar of massive strength that comes in at some point very soon one can imagine, mm-hmm. um, to, to do her job. And other people are going to have to play off of her from a narrative standpoint, yeah. which is going to be really cool to see. Um, but either way, uh, 
from there, it cuts off to the next scene. So well, we, we can spend a lot of... Yeah, and right, I, I just want to talk about the transition to, to the next scene. Okay. Is, um, you know, it zooms in on on that necklace from uh, the girl that got beheaded, right? And yeah. It's like in blood. And it the way it transitioned, it goes to a art piece that's above Mel's bed. And mm-hmm. Mel wakes up from that nightmare, right? So she's reliving it. But also, mm-hmm. like, that art piece, it's like this abstract kind of, you know, more, um, what, what would you call it? Just uh, a more um, kind of vague art piece. But it's clearly, like, inspired by her trauma of that yeah. that moment. Um, oh, it's built with Noxian colors. So yeah, yeah. It but, definitely relates to her, her to her past. And but, it's, yeah, it's just, it's it's cool to see how, like, you know, every detail where it's just like, oh, yeah, they could have just had her wake up, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. no, she's an artist and um, she's, she's uh, you know, materialized that trauma into her Those art. Those expressions, right? yeah. So um, just, yeah. I mean, really, really well done. <laughs> yeah, just all the little details they add up. Yeah. Right. And um, so, yeah, it, it does transition from that into the like alarms of war going off, basically, mm-hmm. uh, in the background from the ending of the last episode that we saw there. Um, and Jace, she looks over and you see Jace is asleep next to her, yeah. by the way. Sound asleep. No problem at all. He's yeah. that... I'm sure we we have all all had like the partner that just like just sleeps soundlessly throughout the night with <laughs> yeah. nothing, and you wake up and you just hate them. Amber alerts are going off, and they're just exactly. like you know, sleeping like a baby. Yeah, that's yep. so. That's Jace is that guy, by the way. <laughs> uh, if you need a reason to hate him later on in the future, that can be it. Um, but anyway, so from there, then we go ahead and transition back over to the scene that we left off, basically, and we see that Vi and Kate they got away. Yep. Right. Um, but then Vi goes kind of like back out a little bit just to kind of look to see what was going on. Maybe see, you know, if she can get any look at what happened to Jinx or or um, Echo at this point. And then you see on the other side, Silco has found Jinx mm-hmm. and he he hugs her. He embraces her because he thinks that she's dead or, or close to it at this point. And um, he's mourning her uh, in a sense. And. He grabs her and then he literally like, you know, runs off with his with his goons in the smoke. Um, and then I like how they had Vi now on Piltover side. Yep. And they had Silco staring back at Vi on the Zon side or the Undercity side, mm-hmm. not Zon yet, I guess. Um, but yeah, I really liked that. And that's where that scene kind of ended. Well, um, well, I, I want to talk about that for a second. So, OK, it kind of it harps back to the end of episode three. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where Silco takes Jinx and, and Vi kind of ran off without Jinx. Right. Um, or without powder at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And this is man, this is this is so good, but or it's terrible also. But, you know, you can see in Vi's face like she realizes she's abandoned uh, Jinx again. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Silco locks eyes with her and he, he picks up Jinx and takes her with him. And. I think this is the moment where Vi, uh, you know, she realized it whenever uh, Jinx shot at her with a, a minigun, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this was the moment where Vi kind of decided to, I don't want to say give up, but decided to stop pursuing Jinx. Um, and she let Silco walk off with her, right? Because um, she was perfectly capable of, of running back and, and, you know, approaching Silco, but she decided mm, to stand back. No, there was enforcers running around 
and everything. I don't I don't think that 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 was. I, I kind of saw it more as maybe concerned I, or something, but I definitely don't think that she's like, all right, like you, you take her and have fun. Like I think she's, uh, no, I, I think she's going through that, that me- that mental state again. And she's realizing like she wasn't there for jinx again. Like, I think that's I mean, definitely yeah. what's happening. De- I mean, def- like, definitely that, but yeah, but I don't think that she's accepted jinx as lost at this point. At all. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I think she, she's, I mean, whenever she walked away with Caitlin, like, I think she, she didn't try to make a plea with Jinx, but anyways, we, we could argue that see, she this couldn't. is the enforcers were there. Okay. But, I'm just, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. But well, we, we will move on. We will move on from that. Cause I don't think we're going to, we're going to settle on that. We'll yeah, argue yeah. about that afterwards whenever we watch it again and we show that i'm right um but anyway <laughs> Damn it. anyways um i i did also i forget to mention this because this is critical actually in the scene um kate pulls out the thing that was holding the gem right that echo mm-hmm. threw back to her for them to run with um and it's empty yeah so and jinx got silco it. Yeah. saw that that the gemstone was in jinx's hand actually so jinx had actually nabbed it out of there and they thought that they got away with the gemstone but they didn't Mm. so um that's a very important thing to know after that we're met with a scene from the same area but it's now later on in the day you see the the sun is out and everything uh jason meller standing there and actually right beforehand you actually see a close-up of marcus dead um next to the to the edge of the bridge and um you know i I wished that he would have got I'm both gl- I'm conflicted on what I feel about Marcus at this point because I feel like there could have been a little bit more like I, I wish that he would have got some kind of redemption point but he just didn't you no know I, mean? I, I don't think so I think he was he was in too deep you know um, mm-hmm. I don't think there was any any redeeming especially whenever he shot Echo like so, yeah yeah I don't I, mean, I, I, I think it yeah you know, I'm glad he went out the way he did um, mm-hmm. it's tragic right like he's leaving a little right. little girl behind but you know he he made a deal with the devil. Um, you, you know you can't. He absolutely it to last, did. So. I'm not surprised in the slightest that he died. Yeah. Like I even said that last episode. Like he needed to die because of what happened. Like I was. I knew that they were going to kill him at some point. In, in I a, just wish well, that it, he would have ended up doing something to help them. But that's the reality of the situation. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't work like that, and and they obviously chose to go with that, and they're not wrong to do it. Well, in in sure. a way, like if you want to give him a little bit of a redemption, not much. It's a sliver. But the fact that he hesitated shooting Caitlin, you know, like he just couldn't bring himself to it. Um, yeah, the so bare minimum, but I'll take it's it. It's a bare minimum, you know, but but yeah. yeah, you know, it's in that moment he had a, a crisis of conscience and and, mm. uh, you know, it didn't play out in his favor. Um, but definitely it's, not. <laughs> it's but it's it's one of those where it's like I, I can acknowledge it, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not upset by it. Like, I think it's their right to pick how that ended. And yeah. I understand why they chose that route. Yeah. Um, in a, and in a way, I think it's maybe even the braver option because like, you know, we do see a lot of the you get your your moment of redemption. And like I said, in the Little reality trophy, is sometimes yeah. that's just not the case well and that's the whole thing with this show is they and i they kind of show it with jace here um and this is kind of a nice segue but mm-hmm. they they show the um to to uh to air is human right like yeah this idea like we've we've been bombarded with um and i hate to say this but we've been bombarded with like the disney tropes right where it's just like 
you know, the, the, the hero's journey and, and things have to be really, you know, clean and crisp. And this is not that kind of show. This is very much going in a, and I, I hate to compare it, but it, it kind of goes into that Game of Thrones approach where they aren't afraid to, to, you know, leave you feeling kind of like, in a way sick to your stomach, right? You're not right. feeling good after that. Um, it, but that's, that's the art that they've chose to make. Right. Um, and, yeah, and I can definitely appreciate that kind of art that evokes that type of emotion rather than the standard, you know, kind of like, uh, like I said earlier, like, you know, here's journey. Right. Yeah. Um, but, and, but yeah. Um, well, uh, should I say, <laughs> I'm just going to transition. I'm going to transition. Here we go. But yeah. what that leads to is, is Jason Miller on the bridge. It's early morning, right? Dawn. Mm-hmm. And um, Jace sees all these bodies for the first time in his life. Yeah. He's seen a dead body, right? You can tell. Yeah. Um, and he's just kind of, he's in shock. And then he runs to the edge of the bridge and throws up, right? Yeah. Um, and you can tell, like, he is just, um, this, he's he's in over his head, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this was all because of him. He ordered this blockade. And, and, of course, if you order a blockade and, you know, goods can't get, from one place to another, there's going to be conflict, right? Um, right. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a, a really important scene, in my opinion, because it goes to Mel from there, right? And right. Mel clearly has, like, concern on her face, and she's mm-hmm. thinking because I think she realizes, like, like okay, she's going to have to take it up a notch because Jace is uh i want to say wavering but i think it's just a wake-up call just for not ready that he's just not ready yeah 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 so. i think that this this whole thing outlined for her that oh shit jace is not in the position he needs to be yet mentally yeah. mentally yeah um and i also think that there is a slight concern for the situation in general whether that's included in in that just as jace being ready or not or there is some because i do think that she does care about um, Piltover, yeah, and potentially the Undercity in a in a particular way, like to some degree, for for of a particular use to her or not, I don't know yet. But there's definitely like an additional concern there. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, but that's you know total speculation on my part. Um, but then after that, uh, an important little detail is Jace sees uh, you know as he looks down after throwing up, he does see one of the um, Jinx's you know mechanical little butterfly right yeah kind of flapping lifelessly uh next to him and uh he you you see later on he actually took that with him Mm -hmm. um but let's go ahead and move to the next scene now right so kate and vi go to uh kate's estate right yes yes and uh, as soon as they sneak in their her parents are actually waiting for him and she her mom pulls out a fucking gun <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i liked that and um they actually handle it like fairly coolly and they're just like we need they see vi and they immediately know like you know the kind of person she is where she's from and everything like that and you gotta remember like her mom's on the council and, and everything and they've lived a very privileged life you've seen the way kate has reacted to things in the past mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and her naivety and so you can see the stock that she came from um but yeah she's like you know we need to speak privately and that's whenever kate her, you know her dad's trying is like 
kind of fixing up her wounds and everything like that. You see Kate and her mom arguing. You see her mom sitting there, you know, swirling her teacup and everything like that, which is, I, I think, just cool because they do have, like, the English accent and everything. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have that, like, English look to them, even though this is not the real world. But I, I just like the little details, though, that it's making it like an English household. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're arguing about it. And basically she's like, you know, you don't understand how bad it is in Undercity and um, the situation down there. And she's telling her mom that she needs to tell the council. And her mom agrees, you know what, I'll fine. I will make um, an opening in the council for you to go and speak your case with Vi. And you best prepare for it. Yeah. And uh, the way that she says it, which, uh, you know, you had even mentioned the other day whenever we were talking, was uh, she says, like, you and your little friend will have to make a statement. And you best be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she she knows advise uh, her girlfriend. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but and uh, um, well, I I don't know if that was. I mean, I I don't know if that's actually the case. I think right? that was more but, based of. I think that was more based on like, oh, she's obviously from Zon. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, from the Undercity. She's like, you need a little ugh, friend. You know what I mean? So that that's what I was thinking. Whether she knows that she's in a relationship or not, or whether she even cares, um, I don't know yet. And that's actually something that's going to be interesting to see, because I'm sure that they're going to have to confront that at some point with that family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, all right. After that, I mean, do you have anything else to add to that or can no. we move on? Yeah, let's go okay. ahead and move to the next thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So next thing is we, we bring Sinjin. So automatically we know that this is going to be an awesome scene, right? Yeah. So Sinjin is tending to his the wraps on his face. And um, keep in mind, see, th- this is like that explosion took place like 10 years ago and he's still tending to his wraps. Like, yeah, exactly. so, yeah, um, he got pretty fucked up. You could tell. And you see, actually, whenever the camera spins around for the back of his face to the front, you see he has kind of like the the imprints of, of burns uh, on his face and they're like purple. Mm-hmm. And um, that's whenever you see uh, Silco runs in desperate and demanding for Singed to save Jinx. Right. Mm-hmm. And Singed, I love how Singed handles everything. He's so cool, calm, and collective about everything. Yeah. Right? Um, Singed says that he believes that he can save her, but the process will be, quote unquote, demanding. Mm-hmm. And sometimes death is a mercy, he says. <laughs> Great line, of course. Just whipping those out. I know. I'll tell you. He's just got line after line. They're so good. Yeah. And Silco knows Jinx. A, not only knows her, but believes in her, right? And mm-hmm. so he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, Jinx can take it. And um, then Singe asks an interesting question. He says uh, that he needs to know first if he's prepared to lose her, he says. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, he gets kind of distracted because Jinx wake up, wakes up for a quick second. And he runs over to her side. You can tell he he very much cares about her, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. It's he's not just out. apparent here. Yeah. We've seen that throughout the episodes. But you can tell he is he is emotionally distraught right now. Yeah. Um, and Jinx doesn't really say anything. Obviously, she, she like goes right back under after that. And then he looks at Singe and says, she won't die. She can't. Yeah. And um, that's whenever Singe says, mm, I understand. And then he uh, then goes and gets something real quick while while Silco's tending to Jinx, just looking, you know, into her face. And then. 
Singe says in the background as he's coming up behind Zuko, he says, please understand this is for your own sanity. And then <laughs> gives damn. him the syringe right to the neck and knocks him out. Ugh. And uh, as he's, this is this is an interesting little remark here for I think everyone that, that knows the lore because now it's a big thing, right? He is looking down on Silco as Silco passes out. You know, you see the bl- blurry vision and the blinking, right? Mm-hmm. And you see uh, Singe say, I once too had a daughter. And yeah. I, that was that leaves a big question mark there because now we're all like, who the fuck what? is Singe's daughter? You just threw daughter? that in there, nonchalant, Riot. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. So that was like the super like cash but not so cash comment of the episode. Yeah. Um, what did you like? I, I just want to throw this out here right now. Everyone, ever, like, so many people are thinking that he meant Rio in that moment, the the lizard. I don't think that in the slightest, but no. that never even crossed my no. mind, and I totally disagree with it. Yeah, no, and that's the thing is, Singed is, what's the word? Like, he is, he's calculating, but he's not um, disassociated. Does that make sense? Like, right. Like, he's very grounded still, um, mm-hmm. almost to a fault, like, because yeah. he sees, he sees people as, like, objects to be experimented on, right? Exactly. So... Uh, he's not like, and because he's such a, uh, like a formal scientist, like that just wouldn't fall under his persona of going like, Oh, Rio's my daughter. Like he's, he's like, no, Rio's a creature, uh, a mutation that I created. Like, because that's what it is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, like, so, I think literally the only reason why he would call anyone his daughter is because it is biologically yes, his daughter. Exactly. Not because he even cares for his daughter. Even if, even if it was like an adopted related. daughter, like he would probably say something like, "I, you know, I, I, I once had an adopted daughter." <laughs> like he just, exactly. He's too. He's too. Um, what's the word? Like too clear, right? Um, yeah. On what he says, and that, yeah. If he says something and like that, it's it's unem- like unemotional, said, totally unemotional. Yeah. It's like clockwork with him, right? Yeah, yeah. So and, I, I totally um, agree with you. I think it's a biological daughter um, that he had. So yeah, and and then and then from the Rio thing, then people jump to, oh, is it Oriana? Because Ori and Rio, if you rearrange the letters, it adds, you know, it. you can make Ori from that. Then you add some more random letters and then you get Oriana. And I'm like, mm. but that's the thing, too, is Oriana wouldn't make sense because she's exactly. she's a mechanical, you know, being. Yeah, she's, and she's clockwork. That's not yeah. Singe's forte. His his forte is is chemistry, you know. Yeah. Um, chemistry and biology. Biology. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I totally I, I'm just going to say it now like it's it's someone that we we haven't met or we don't know about um i agree i wouldn't even be surprised if riot just never even touches back on it you know it's something that uh it's better to not know about that character than it is to to know because you just don't know it's interesting it's kind of like with the joker right um with um Mm -hmm. uh the heath ledger's joker how he didn't have like an origin per se and that just made him that much more unsettling Right. And right. I, I totally expect with Singe, they, they'll drop these little hints of his backstory, but leave you to like wander about the worst thing that could have happened. Right. Um, so in, in, you know, eventually they may uh, come back to it. But I, I've, I think it's it's one of those situations where it's the story is much better served um, leaving you your brain racing than it is to, to really embellish further on it. But anyways, that's my two cents. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Um, well, I mostly agree with you. I, okay, I, yeah. I think that it is someone that we have not met. 
Um, I'm going to leave it at that just because I I definitely think that Rio or that Rio that I almost said Rito actually uh, I definitely think that Riot will bring in the daughter at some point but we will see uh, but it, I definitely am on the same page as far as it's someone we have not met yet yeah. Um, but yeah let's go ahead and move to the because after that scene cuts and then we move to the next area so then we have Finn speaking to Savika we finally remember her name now by the way yeah yeah as we um, should because she's she's a badass so we're eight episodes deep yeah. and yeah she <laughs> deserves it let's be honest <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> so Finn uh, once again very well, cool can, looking can, character can I just Go say ahead. something real quick it's interesting because yeah, yeah. I've seen multiple people struggle with her name like it's just it, I think there's just certain names that just mm-hmm. aren't intuitively like remember or memorable. Does that make sense? Right. I just think Savika yeah, yeah. is a, a victim of that. Uh, her name is. So. Um, but anyways, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, I, I, I 100% agree with you. It's, I, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it. Obviously we both have the same issue. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we have Finn speaking to her and um, he, he's trying to fan the flames of betrayal. Right. Yeah. He can tell that there is an issue. There's conflict between the ranks there. And he knows that she has a problem with Jinx. And he only cares about Jinx. And is does not care very much for her. But he also knows that she's very loyal to him for some reason. And that she knows that he can try to maybe start something there. Where it's like he never even appreciated you. Basically what Jinx, what he did. what Van, or blah, 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 blah. Basically what Silco did to Jinx about Vander. You know, and uh, seeing if he can maybe just get her on her side, you know, or get her on his side, rather. I don't know what I'm doing today. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. There's (laughs) just a lot of things happening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyway, so trying to get her on his side, because as I said before, like trying to create like, uh, you know, a mutiny. Obviously, the other chem barons, especially after what happened before, like they're probably very scared of Silco right now, too, because, you know, they know that he is powerful and they know that he's kind of becoming unhinged and they know how much he cares for jinx Mm -hmm. and the situation right now. So, you know, she's very much like at the beginning, she's like, no, like I know what you're trying to do. You know, she even says it like, you know, you're not going to be able to turn this around. And, and he's just says like, look, you know, even if that is the case, this is also the case, right? You know, jinx is a problem for you. Silco is doing, you know, shit. That's not good for any of us. And then he puts this other line out where he says, um, there are bigger fish than Silco. Mm-hmm. And that she's not the only one dissatisfied with his performance recently. And uh, those were some pretty interesting lines from him. Do you think that that was just like, you know, boistering? Or do you think that that was, had some actual truth behind it? Do you think that there's someone in the background that he knows about that is bigger than Silco? Um, no, I, I think he's just, uh, boistering. Yeah. To be mm. honest. So just making a, a play to, to get her on his side, um, to betray Silco. So, um, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced that, that Finn has, a, a bigger like perspective than, than other people at this point. So, okay. Um, I am going to go ahead and call a long shot here. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that Urgot has been in contact with them. I think Urgot's on the scene over in Noxus right now, which we'll get into in a little bit. And I think that Urgot has contacted the Chem Barons. 
I think that that was a very subtle remark pointed right towards him. Hmm. Uh, we will see. You can see my, I know you could see my train of thought on it. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea. Yeah, like I'm I just, said, long I'm, shot call. I'm just not convinced that Finn is like, I don't know, important enough to, to warrant that type of contact. Because um, right. Urgot's big, man. He's big. Like Urgot is not only like in size, like, but literally like, big, but like in presence, but like exactly and like, like uh, in, as a character, in, like <laughs> exactly in narrative storyline, he is big, big. So, but yeah. Anyways, that was just my long shot call. You know, we'll see if I'm right on that or not with time. But, um, yeah, that scene happens, um, and it looks like she's contemplating something mm. at the end, right? She's kind of. It looks like he left her thinking, um. So then we go to the next scene, right? We get another. This is a great fucking scene, by the way. Um, this is a good one with Mama Madarda. This is when we officially meet her. Yeah. What do you think about her entrance? Uh, I mean, she's just everything I've ever wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she's uh, clearly like she's a, a, a general. Um, you know, her army is literally lined up for her uh, to visit right uh mm-hmm. piltover like it's not even a, a military exercise at all and she's got her soldiers out right mm-hmm. um but yeah immediately mel is just like pissed off man she's like god damn this woman like oh yeah <laughs> um one thing i did want to point out too is uh, uh mama madarda has this uh big beautiful man uh as her like right hand man in this guy is just like, I mean, number one, he's Noxus. Like, you know, that is literally through and through, through and through. But this yeah. dude is wearing eyeshadow and he's, it looks like he's got a little bit of lip gloss as well. But man, he's mm-hmm. a beautiful big man. So uh, <laughs> Mama Madarda does not, uh, her, her posse is, um, you know, a, a reflection of, of, of her. Right. Um, so yeah. just like, yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, I love that, that first line that Mel says to her. Uh, she's like, you didn't sail halfway across the continent to sample the local cuisine, you know, Yeah. Uh, which kind of plays part later on. But um, uh, but yeah. And, you know, um, Mel makes a point that she was banished and uh, Mama's trying to say, like, <laughs> I should call her Ambessa. Um, she's saying, yeah. you know, she sent her over to to, you know, oversee our family's interest and, and to grow yourself. Right. Um, and Mel's just having none of it and cause she recalls exactly, uh, she knows she her mom. Yeah. And, uh, I love this line. Uh, Mel's like, you said, uh, perhaps your sentimentality will be more at home with those soft spined idealists overseas. Yeah. And, uh, I have that line, uh, of dialogue as well. Yeah. And Ambessa, <laughs> she's like, you have your father's memory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, this is hilarious. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, just an awesome entrance. I, I loved it, man. It was so good. Yeah, you can tell that she's a she's a schmoozer, like a, I mean, a dominant force, but she's also a bit of a schmoozer. Yes. Yeah. Right. And um, you and I like that they do that because it they show at the same time that Mel sees through all of her bullshit. Yeah. So I think that they're definitely gearing up for that. She's going to be, you know, the schmoozer about town. And she's going to try to get everyone in her favor, which because that's what she's fucking good at. Right. Yeah. I mean, she is the fox and the wolf. Right. But um, Mel is also like basically is going to be gearing up to be like the only one that can really counter her intellectually. Yeah. 
And um, I like that because I already like we had already kind of pictured as Mel as like this kind of villain behind the scenes. And we didn't really know what her motives were and stuff like that. But now I see this kind of flipping to be where she's actually going to be kind of on the good guys side. Oh, I, I think I think Mel, everything is starting to make a lot more sense now that mm-hmm. her mother is here. Um, right. I don't want to get too into into theories yet. Um, I want to kind of get through this episode. Um, but at the you know, uh, there, there's a scene later on. That's where I want to present my, my some of my theories. But uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, basically, um, I mean, we'll continue with the scene. Um, and Bessa, she says that uh, her brother's gone, right, mm-hmm. and that he uh, he crossed the wrong man, right. That. Yeah is a hint that I think is pointing towards uh, Mr. Ergot. Um, yes. Mr. Crabgot, perhaps. Mr. Crabgot. <laughs> <laughs> One can hope. One can hope. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, people, Crabgot is a pretty famous skin of Ergot's. Um, I think it was his actually first skin in the game, and it was terribly animated, by the way. Oh, it was it hilariously was bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, but they, it's but anyways, funny, the, the rework, they they did a good job of, of reinventing it, and it, it still oh, yeah. looks like hilarious so um, yeah they're uh, they're good at at keeping like the things that made those skins funny while also making them look badass yeah yeah. um uh and i nod towards the lollipopy on that one yes um (laughs) (laughs) but anyways uh so back back to what we were talking about so um there was there's so much to unpack here so this one we will be like taking like a little bit more time on um but yeah so there's i'm I'm running through my little list here right now so The, the first thing that she know that she mentions also is that she kind of starts to play coy. Like I said, she does the little schmoozing thing, right? Mm-hmm. About like, oh, what's going on with Piltover and the state of things right now? And uh, she immediately knows that she she's making a play for the Hextech weapons, right? Yeah. She just literally calls her on her shit right there. Well, like, and, and I know she, what you're here for. Well, and that she even says like, your Jace Talos has turned his eye toward, to Hextech weaponry, you know? <laughs> right, right. And so. she was like, I, I fucking knew you were here for that. Yeah. Like, that's whenever she says that. Like, I know you're here for this. And um, I think that she, oh, God, I keep jumping around because there's so many things that I keep remembering as I'm yeah, going through my notes yeah. over the scene. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to also just make a point to know that, or for everyone to hear that another important thing that she said was whenever she did the whole, you know, um, perhaps your sentimentality would feel more at home with those soft spined idealists over overseas. Um Right before that, you know, she was like, you could tell Mel was upset with her about the exile because she brought up the exile. Yeah. Right. And Mama Madarda said that she did it to make her stronger and so that she would oversee her family's interests. Yeah, I I, I said that. I said that. Okay, yeah, but you didn't say it like I just said. I literally okay. read it so line let me for go line. Ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> let me God. go ahead. And <laughs> Jesus. But no, I, I just want to uh, just focus in on that for a second and just be like, so I definitely think that this was part of a grander scheme for Mama Madarda to bring her over there because this, I agree. although I don't even think Mel is was fully aware of why she exiled her in the beginning, and we kind of get into that later on, but this was definitely like a plan that, that no one yet has fully, like, realized except for mama madarda she's mm-hmm. definitely the girl that's like 
she's holding 20 cards behind her back whenever you guys are playing Texas Hold'em together. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and just um, uh, important to point out, uh, she's not a girl. She's a woman, okay? You're so, right. Yeah. You're right. Which, by the way, I saw there was a <laughs> meme on, on Reddit about, it was like, thanks for repping older women right. And it was like, had all of the like strong older women female. So it had Savika, Grayson, her, and then one other that I can't remember right now. But they were they were just like, thanks, Riot, for actually repping us correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, so um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's whenever Mama Medardo starts talking about, you know, the situation with the Undercity and that she's come to help guide her to make the right decision with what's going on, um, which obviously means mold her in the way that she wants. Right. Yeah. And um you can tell it with a surprising remark happens with Mel there. And she says that, you know, she doesn't want hex tech as weapons. She basically just wants to use it. She's always wanted it as a form of progress to be used by Piltover. Well, and to, and, to protect the city, not burn it to the ground. Right, right, right. Yeah. And she, you could tell she's upset with her mom's very thinly veiled motivations right there. Um, and so, I don't know if because I had always kind of got the instinct that she was also wanting Hextic to be used as weapons as well. But I well, know, and she still might. She just might not want to unveil that part to her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that's the case. And I think part of it, I think she is being genuine when she says she's wanting to uh, use Hextech to protect the city. Right. Right. Um yeah. In what form? Uh, well, and, and she to protect, wants, we don't know. Protect from what? You know, um, yeah. or who? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I, I definitely, I think Mel's Mel actually, to me, kind of has the right intention whenever she was guiding Jace. Now that mm-hmm. Ambessa is in the picture, um, because mm-hmm. she is looking at it from like there are threats outside of Piltover. Like yeah. you know, this isn't the only. We can't just, you know, look at the problems that we have. We have to look at the problems that uh, are outside of us, right, and prepare for right. them. Um, and I think this whole, you know, I, I definitely think she's she's keeping her cards close to her chest with uh, Ambessa. And um, I think this is potentially, like, one of the main motivating factors for her to push so hard on these Hextech weapons with Jace. Yeah, and, and so, like, okay. I... It's very interesting because you're you're sitting there watching two people who are master manipulators, right? Try to outplay each other, and they're I, all. I wouldn't holding, even say I'd say tacticians at this point. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's yes, besides the point, but yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like same thing there, but yeah, I, I think that either way, um, it's just really it's like watching two magicians try to outdo each other, right? And yeah. it's like neither one is impressed with their antics, and they know what they're really doing, and so, but the the. Um, the viewer isn't privy unlike other scenes that we've had where we've had manipulation go on and we've seen like, you know, the expression that happens behind the back or something like that. Right mm-hmm. here. We genuinely don't know what they're hiding, and what they're not in this moment, because we're just watching them outdo each other. And we don't get those kind of behind the, the back glances. Right. That reveal their real motivations, at least not yet. So I really liked that scene f- for that reason, um, because and this was a good example of it whenever um, Mama Medarda had mentioned that, you know, her brother, you know, is gone and that she that he crossed the wrong man. 
Um, she she says that she was distracted and she made a mistake that she can't take back. And she seemed genuinely upset. Yeah. Honestly, she's the kind of character where I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> like, or as far as like if she's even up, if the brother's even gone. Yeah. If, if she's even up, genuinely upset about it. So it's like those things like we don't actually get the reveal on. And I love that we don't because it just shows it's like next level manipulation and, and tech, you know, being a tactician right now. Yeah. And yeah. um. So I, I really liked that that part. And then the another really cool part, this is how it ends, that scene ends. Well, right? well here, real quick. One of the things okay. that, Go ahead. that Go Mbessa ahead. says is, uh, you know, weapons can't be unmade and they're always used, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just kind of, Mel, Mel does, uh, you know, take that to heart because uh, you kind of see her pause for a second. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's that whole, you know, once the cat's out of the bag, it, there's there's no putting it back kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I think that is definitely a, a major factor into Mel's um, tactical tactical approach at this point. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, could continue with this next part. It's great. So. Yeah, I love this part. So um, next after that, you know, they're kind of walking around in the background. You see an airship fly up and you see a, like uh, just a, a, a pretty boy. I guess yeah, I was like, dre- dressed all fancy like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the ship and he says, Miss Madarda. And they both turn and say, yes. And the mother says, oh, it's for me, dear, to uh, Mel. And I just want to go ahead and say. Well, is she, that did, line, did you see what or are you going to say? What oh, she yeah, said? yeah. The, okay. the sample yeah. of locals. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, okay. Do you want me to? Or I'll, I'll finish the, I'll finish yeah, fin- the interaction finish first. The okay. There you go. All right. So after she says, oh, it's for me, dear. Um, she walks onto the airship and she grabs him by his chin very dominantly, by the way, and, and oh, kind yeah. of rubs her her hand across his face, and she says, "I'm off to sample the local cuisine." <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like, I mean, first of all, that's a throwback to what she said originally, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Whenever she first entered, uh, which was good, but it just shows you the kind of woman she is, right? And the, and I love her guards too, because it keeps flashing to her guards throughout this entire conversation. More specifically, that that one guard, right? Yeah. And um, and he's just was like, "Yeah, this is a fucking Monday for me. Like." <laughs> This is just how she is. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really liked that. Now, but most importantly, I feel like that particular remark, the Miss Medarda, and then they both say yes. What do you feel like that that means there? Because I feel like that has big implications. Like there, that was definitely a symbol for things to come in the future. Uh, did you get no. you hear me out this could be totally me, me applying things you know trying to see things where I don't yeah. but I think in that moment that they were definitely like it, it shows this oncoming power struggle that's about to happen and that Medarda was like Miss Medarda was you know unanimously the Mel that we know right yeah. and I think that in this city the Miss Medarda is about to be the mom basically oh, kind of I taking over and yeah yeah it's um, almost us- like usurping it's a, a Mel, it's a threat in a way yeah exactly so yeah. i think that it that is definitely foreshadowing of her trying to take her place um so i loved that scene for for that reason and the comedy of it and once again it's just brilliant how they weave them together yeah right um, oh, and, and that's one thing i love about this show is the comedies just never feels forced it's very like oh yeah no this is how it would play out and this is yeah funny you know um yeah the other and thing they is, don't subvert anything too much yeah. with comedy. Yeah, yeah. They don't take every chance to subvert things with comedy. Um, it, it often, I mean, there's just not a whole lot of comedy in here. It's it's maybe once every episode or something like that. But That's not quite true, but 
I mean, yeah, uh, you know, whatever. But anyways, um, one of the things to, to make note is that uh, Pretty Boy uh, looks very similar to um, the 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 you know guy that was in the brothel with the kindred mask. Um, and uh, oh, I, Red, you think I didn't yeah. even look at that. I'll have yeah. to look at that. Reddit has a post on it and he looks just like him, you know, uh, same body and same hair and everything. So hmm. I was like, and same lips and stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's definitely him. Um, <laughs> definitely. definitely. Canon now. Definitely. For sure. So, um, <laughs> and what's funny is, um, I think it's, uh, on the actual credits, it, it, uh, he doesn't have a name. It's gorgeous man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so, but, uh, but anyways, and that, that, that's how that, that scene ends. So, yes. Yeah. Then we're, then we go over to the next scene. Um, it, sorry, that one took a while because there was just so much to unpack there. Yeah, um, yeah. but now we go over to, uh, Vi waiting on Caitlin's bed. <laughs> and, uh, Caitlin comes into the room and tells her that they'll have to present their case at the council tonight. Um, Kate tells Vi what happened um, to Jinx wasn't her fault, just kind of comforting her because she could tell that Vi is deep in thought. And um, Vi uh, compliment a compliments her on her police work, right? Because yeah. she like looks down and sees that little like uh, obsessive, compulsive, crazy thread weaving thing that she did earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Vi starts to reminisce on. On the times that she had with Jinx and basically, you know, telling her that I have heard that there's some deeper meaning to these particular monsters. I haven't seen it really play out yet. Maybe it'll the, happen later. The one correlation that um, has been posted on social media is like the monsters that she's describing were actually chalked onto the walls of um, the uh, episode six where they're in that underneath that water tower. Um, mm-hmm. so you can actually see those monsters. Um, I might uh, have to go to back walls. and check that. Yeah. yeah. Cause I feel like that was, that means something, but I just haven't been able to find out what yet. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'll have, I'll have to check that out after this. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so she says basically, you know, she's always told her that she would protect her from monsters whenever she was a little kid, like through these, these little games that they did. And then a real one actually came, a real monster actually came for her and, you know, she ran away. Vi ran away from her. And mm. so she's obviously racked with guilt about w- what's happened. Um, and then after that, we, there's not too much more to that scene. So we can just go ahead and skip well, to the next I scene. I mean, right we can't like just, you know, li- they, well, I, I uh, mean, well, okay. So like what happens it's is, ship out time, but is, yeah. uh, yeah. Caitlin caresses Vi's face mm-hmm. and, uh, Vi definitely, they lock eyes and it's, it's a very, uh, intimate moment. So, <laughs> I think we can um, we can connect some some pretty big dots there um, as to what happened on the bed after that. But uh, you six know. hours later, they come out yeah. of the bedroom. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, but it's a it's a really jarring transition, um, you know, for is. for good reason. Um, I don't think it was a, it was necessarily a bad transition. It was just like a really intense one. Um, I think it was purposeful. I think it oh, took yeah. it from a nice moment with with Vi, like what's happening with Vi right now, and then you have the juxtaposition of what's happening with Jinx right now, yeah. right? Jinx is fighting for her life in this procedure. She is all kinds of fucked up. And she keeps seeing visions of Vi. First, Vi's coming down the stairs with powder. Then you see Vi, she has a vision of Vi shooting powder, like aiming for powder's head, pulls the trigger, and then Vi turns into Caitlyn. And then Caitlyn and Vi are laughing at um, Jinx. And so you definitely get the sense, or at least I got the sense of that, this is all in in her mind. This is playing out to the delusion that 
you know, um, Caitlin is is taking over as the, you know, sister or whatever yeah. that that Jinx once was to her. And she's getting, you know, a, a crazy jealous and thinks that, you know, Vi is doesn't love her anymore and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and this is all happening as she's just trying to fight for her life through this horrible procedure, which Singed has said is just, uh, you know, crazy. Well, and it's it's crazy because like. Like, Singe is not very comforting at all. He's just like, uh, what did he say? He's like, I understand this must be painful. Um, And, you know, Jinx is freaking out. And he's like, I'm afraid it will only get worse. And I'm like, that is not what you say to someone that (laughs) you're operating on without uh, without any um, sedative, you know, going. Yeah, at least you can can always count on him to tell you. Exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. He is not a liar, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He is too truthful. Yeah. Um, but then you get a great scene where after that, um, you know, she she's screaming in pain and it ends off with her right there. But then you get Silco waking up. Um, he's groggy and confused because he was obviously put out on his ass from that shot. Mm-hmm. And he grabs a, a he stumbles over and grabs a scalpel and holds it up to Cinch, grabs Cinch, holds it up to him. And, you know, Silco's like, what have you done? And Cinch says, I saved her life. Mm-hmm. And uh that's a terrible impression of Singe, by the way, which is one of the many impressions that you could enjoy <laughs> if, if you leave us Jesus. a five-star review for the podcast. I'm just writhing anyway. in pain right now from that. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going. When you see the opportunity, that plug. You oh my take god, it. <laughs> that was horrendous. Um, okay. Anyways, so then we go to. Do you have anything to no. say right no, there no, before no, no. I skip? Yeah, okay. pretty straightforward. So exactly, yeah. So then I go to the next scene here, and we have and this is a big one. So we have Heimer walking through the Undercity, right? I almost said Zahn, but I keep forgetting Zahn mm-hmm. isn't a thing yet. Um, so Heimer's walking through the Undercity. He sees he's starting to see what life really is like down there because you can tell by the conversation that he's going to have in a little bit, and definitely just even the expression on his face of what he keeps seeing that this is he didn't think it was this bad, right? Yeah, he sees drug addicts fighting violence, um, you know, all this kind of stuff that you would never well, see on Piltover. And one of the things I want to point out is like, in mm-hmm. a way, because he's a yordle, he's so close to the ground, like he's it, it's it, from a perspective point, he is mm-hmm. right there, like he sees everything, and um, it's made made apparent whenever this uh this beggar reaches out to him and he's clearly been ravaged by um the environment shimmer. right um oh, yeah. I, I don't even want to say shimmer because he doesn't have any of those those hemorrhages or anything i think he was just oh that's true yeah you I mean he's he's definitely super fucked up looking and super skinny yeah but yeah you're right no. I, I think he was just ravaged by by the undercity in in general yeah. like um so yeah it's um um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a wake up call for Heimer clearly. So um, definitely. But it, and and uh, but yeah, and then this uh, this child approaches him with and gives him these these you know little bolts and and nuts that he uh, the child found and he does this mm-hmm. cool little magic trick where he like shakes it near his ear and then uh, pops yeah. it out and it's like it it's like a, he used it to to in a couple other pieces that he probably had on uh, to make a top right and yeah. spins it in his hand. Um, and the girl is obviously like excited, but her mom comes by and is like, don't talk to her, you know? Um, and it just, it just shows like kind of how harsh this environment is that even whenever people are trying to, to be kind to one another, it's, it's, uh, it's rudely interrupted. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's it's the starkest contrast that you could ever have yeah. from the existence that he lives there. He I mean he's he's hailed as a, a hero there, and you know anyone on the streets like no one's afraid to talk to anyone on the streets of Piltover, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but here, like just everyone's just like even if someone's being kind, as you said, it's just like no, get away, like. And uh, so yeah, it was it was definitely something that he needed to see, and and you realize quickly that he knows that he needed to see. Yeah. Um, but then we get the really great scene of him stumbling across Echo's glider, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he says that it's a brilliant design, but improperly pitched, which is, of course, a very a I can very do that good better, thing. you know. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Is, is oh yeah, classic. I can do that better. Huh? I can do yeah. that better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but by the way, that's a voice line of his in-game from his like originally. I'm he's I'm sure he still has it now because it's like the classic quote from him. Yeah. Um, since he was kind of reworked a little bit, but yeah, his uh, I fucking love his lines in there. Um, but anyways, whenever you see it, uh, he says, "Yeah, it's in- improperly pitched." And then Echo, uh, kind of comes out from the the shadows a little bit. He's actually like right nearby. He's just kind of you know hidden a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "Actually, it's because the air's thicker here in in Zon or uh, in the yeah. Undercity." Thanks to the gas in the air. Then he says, oh, you're Counselor Heimerdinger, aren't you? And then Heimerdinger is like, well, it's just Heimerdinger now, obviously, talking about what happened before. And um, then he said, why would you, you know, be over here on this side of the city? And he said, well, I came down to lend some assistance to the Undercity, but um, he's not really very welcome over here. (laughs) And uh, that's whenever we see Heimer, you know, Echo's like, oh, I need to get back home. You have my glider, and I, I can't make it. I'm, I'm hurt badly, because Heimer noticed that he was hurt. And then Heimer kind of helps Echo get back home. What do you think about this interaction between Echo and Heimer, finally? Oh, it's it's just delightful. You know, it's one of those pairings that you really don't see coming at all. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, I love every little second of it. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I wanted to point out, a lot of people are calling... Um, uh, Heimer, like the Yoda of this story, and ever since someone said that, now it's like all I see is Yoda. <laughs> yeah, especially with his little his his cloak and everything. But um, but yeah, no, it's a great pairing, um, very delightful interaction, and I'm excited to see what happens with them. So I think it's a mm-hmm. I think it's a power pair too. I mean, you echoes a uh, prodigal genius. Heimerdinger is obviously a genius as well, and. Is for them two to get together, um, <clears throat> you know, it's giving me uh, similar Jason and Victor vibes. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that you know, it, one of the big things here is that it gives validity to Echo as far as being you know kind of a, a boy genius himself, mm-hmm. right? Um, which was really nice because whenever he said, you know, oh, this is a, what a wonderful invention, but it's pitched imperfectly. And then, you know, he said the whole thing about the air like that shows. Obviously, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And um, I really liked that scene because you are going to see some fantastical things come from him in the future. Like, honestly, I guess probably the most advanced thing we've seen so far. Yeah. Realistically. So um, I can't wait to see what they're going to do because we didn't have this relationship between them or at least we didn't. We definitely knew that they knew each other in the canon or in the lore canon, but we didn't know that it was like an, a, a large relationship between each other. So I'm I'm interested to see how deep they try to build out this relationship now in the show. Yeah, because I could see the two of them being a, a pair, as you said, like a like power couple. bro. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very important scene for what's what's going to be coming in the future. But then 
we go into a fucking fantastic scene. Oh, this is right? this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. I'll let show. you handle this scene because I know that you like it so much. Okay, so Ambessa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she is at, in the bathhouse. Um, she's got her little boy toy, giving her a massage. And uh, she summons Jace, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Jace... And, uh, she immediately opens up with this uh, inquiry of like, do they teach military history at your academy, Mr. Talus? And Jason's yep. like, Counselor Talus. Um, <laughs> but uh, tries to tries to put on his big boy pants there, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's just <laughs> and then uh, she goes into this this uh, little story, and I'm just gonna read it off because it's such a great story. But it's uh, she says uh, the Alor- the Alornian general Sonam Parlick. Um, mm used to find ways to meet his enemies blindfolded. He said a man's mind hides behind his body. Somehow, I doubt he ever tried this. Um, and immediately, <laughs> like, I mean, she is in this bath, butt naked, got her, her boy toy butt naked, massaging her, and she's uh, blindfolded for all intents and purposes. She's mm-hmm. got a towel over her eyes. And I was just like, oh, man, like... What is like? There is so much going on here. Like it's crazy. Um, you got to be thinking, Jason's like, is that what's happening yeah. right now? <laughs> well, and he immediately connects the dots, and he's like, oh, you're yeah, you're of, Mel's mom. Like, um, yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, I know your kind. Yeah. All right, you must be Mel's mom. Nice to meet you. Um, and I just I love like what she says to uh, her uh, her little boy here and uh, she's like squeeze child you won't break it <laughs> yeah God. it's one of those so... like it's one of those like uh how should i say on the internet you always hear like the you should do it to establish you should do this crazy thing to establish dominance right? yeah well this is those crazy things but played out oh my actually God. In show. seeing this in the in this show is just amazing um you know jace tries to excuse himself right because he's kind of like yeah i don't want to get a lecture from this lady and, I notice uh, he's sweating. He's sweating too, by the way, which well, is like a little detail so, that they definitely showed. He's in a bathhouse. He's in a bathhouse. That's yeah, why. Yeah. So that's yeah. why. But it also is just like it doesn't paint him in a good light, which is definitely why she wanted him there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She put him in that position specifically because she wanted him to feel and look kind of weak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but you know, turning up the heat a little bit. Yeah. And uh, she makes a point to say the the threat of the Undercity is real um, and your leadership is important, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, you know, and, and Jace is just, you can tell he's just a guppy, you know, uh, talking to yeah. this woman. And, Compared uh, to her, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, he's, what does he say? He's like, you know, well, well, Piltover can handle Piltover's problems. And she's like, you know, what did you, who said anything about Piltover? The council is the problem. The mind hiding yeah. behind the body. Um, yeah, because she called his leadership impotent. Yes. She called she called Jace's leadership impotent. Yeah. Um, and uh, she just comes straight at him and is like, you know, your current crisis requires expertise that you lack. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's whenever she drops the line of your leadership is impotent, right? Um, uh, no, actually, she said that first and then she went into the, um, I didn't mean specifically you, or not just you, but... Uh, the council is also the problem. Um, the mind hiding behind the body, and says that the situation requires her expert, the expertise that he lacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jace is kind of he's offended. You know, he's just like, uh, you know, I've got a city to run, but thanks anyways. Well, he he does try to combat it a little bit by saying, you know, basically failure isn't 
doesn't mean anything. Like, do you know the failure rate of, you know, Ugh, the, that was such a weak, like, well, that, that was the point though. Yeah. I think though, right. Yeah. It shows as an experience. He tried to come back from like a big, you know, bravado remark like that. Right. And he tries to come in with the, you know, even know the success rate for, for the scholar academics in my, you know, in my field, like it's 3%. Like we don't, focus on failure that's not important it's the persistence we do whatever we need to in order to make sure that we succeed at the end kind of thing yeah and yeah. um that's whenever mama Medard is like and she fucking like this gets this out of the boy. tub yeah, <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> time to see a real woman son <laughs> jace gets a hint at her <laughs> and um and uh, man she's just just amazing character but she says uh, i see why this province and my daughter have fallen for you. You have the passion mm-hmm. of youth. Um, I mm-hmm. have experience. Yes. Um, and uh, I want you to su- succeed here, Jace, to grace the world with Hextech. Um, but if you don't accept certain realities, I fear you'll end up like General Parlick, slaughtered with your eyes closed. Um, <laughs> and I just, oh, dude, I just, I love this character so much. Um, she's very remnant of, of a, a a character that I play in League of Legends uh, named Alawi. Um, but it's like this... Broken bones teach better lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I am a teacher. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically, um, you know, and it's, it's very real. Like, we've seen this happen throughout history where, you know, hubris gets the best of a leadership and... You know they're they're slaughtered um, in their bed, right? Whenever they're mm-hmm. not awake and stuff like it's, and uh, she's really setting the stage here and letting Jace know that shit's getting real. Like this is mm-hmm. not uh, a game anymore. Um, but I also think it was a veiled threat, right? Like she. Oh, that was a not so veiled. Threat. Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A very uh, obvious threat. Um, that was like a, a, a thinly veiled threat within a pun exactly. back to the conversation they've been having this whole <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it, you know, shows Jace, like, whether it's it's sweat from this experience or the bathhouse. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's this experience with her. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he's got a little bit of sweat that drops down. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing is, like, it, I I think he's, uh, he's starting to realize that, like, this, the problems of Piltover aren't like the only things that he needs to be watching out for at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way, and is, is helping him whether he knows it or not. Right. Um, right. It was one of those so, yeah. things she, she wants to help him so that she can use him, but help him nonetheless. Well, right? and, and that's the thing is like, it's, I, I love how they present these situations because it's, it's a two things at once. Right. Where she's right, you know, it's these things are not always mutually exclusive, and yeah. it's showing why. Yeah, right? it's like, oh, it's yeah, she's helping him, but she's also you know getting what she wants out of him, but at the same time, like it's kind of like, well, I'd rather be you know manipulated a little bit and simultaneously help mm-hmm. than to be left slaughtered with my eyes closed, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I, I really, I mean, it's just really good writing. Um, holy shit, absolutely. But, uh, and I, I also want to say there's this one one thing that in this scene, it keeps going back to this um, particular shot where it shows Jace on the left side and it shows Mama Madarda in the bath when she's this is all happens whenever she's in the bath on the right side. And then in the background, you see a giant mural of on Mama Madarda's side. You see a group of warriors all pointing their shields and spears towards Jace. They make a point to go back to that scene like <sighs> six or seven times throughout this. Yeah. And that just shows you that 
she's on the offensive to Jace, and Jace is definitely trying to defend himself against, because it's Jace alone on that side, and it shows her with all of this weaponry pointed towards him. It shows this inexperience and solitude on his side while she knows exactly what she's doing, and she has an army of, literally an army, and also figuratively with skills and experience know exactly what she's doing yeah so like really just all of these little details that they always put in to emphasize particular things that are going on in the scenes i love it so that was just a really great scene if you didn't see it the first time because it is fairly easy to to miss when things like this are so action-packed which is i think why they do it because they love to do stuff like that Mm -hmm. um take a look back next time for anyone that that missed that part because it's it's cool to see i actually i did not uh connect those two with the uh the spears and everything like and and, and i paused it and man it's such a great shot dude like yeah. holy shit like yeah, yeah it's it, fucking fantastic so yeah this is this is art people um yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah from there we go to uh the counselor's chamber right Um, or the, the, whatever you want to call it, the, the meeting room where they, they were all at. And it's, it's cool table too. I, I kind of just connected this, but it's like, it looks like a gear, right? I feel Um, like I'm going to come over one time to your apartment and there's going to be like this huge oversized table that looks exactly like like the council. (laughs) 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 You're going to have fucking Phillips hue lighting set up for whenever we have to pass. You're on trial. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, um, but yeah, go go ahead. You can kind of uh, set the scene for us here. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, the the, well, the council's meeting, right? Because uh, Miss Caraman um, organized it for uh, Caitlin mm-hmm. and I to, to testi- testify, right? Um, yeah. And they're just kind of talking about like you know economic concerns, dipping profits. Jace is spinning this um, uh, uh, one of Jinx's butterfly wings, right? Um, from mm-hmm. the uh, earlier in the day. Um, in his hand and he's just not really paying attention um, to the rest of them. But he uh, interjects. He's like, you know, we need to act like before people get killed. Right. Uh, more people get yeah. killed. Um, and they they realized like Marcus was uh, corrupt and um, it was uh, one of the counselors was like, you know, what did, what did the undercity offer him that we didn't have up here? Totally oblivious. Like they just, they do not understand the stakes of what's going on. No, not at all. Um, and Kate, you know, um, enters the room with Vi and it's not what they offered him. It's what he had to lose. Right. Um, right. His daughter. Right. And mm-hmm. um, uh, that's when uh, Miss Caraman, you know, uh, makes mm-hmm. the case uh, for Caitlin that she's got insight into the situation. And it, in a way, it's it, I think it's kind of very, um, very cool because you you know from the beginning Caitlin has been at odds with her mother right because she's yeah. her mother's had her on a leash essentially her entire life um, yeah been and, trying to protect her yeah and this is a moment where uh, Caitlin is leading and her mother is supporting her so yeah I just want to point that out it's it's a very um, I don't want to say heartwarming you know it's not exactly that but it's it's a very uh, nice little touch in their in the uh, their relationship, right? Right, to show the dynamic change in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. so, um, you know, she's realizing Caitlin's her own person and, and she's smart and knows what she's doing, yeah, right? Um, exactly. But, uh, you know, she introduces Vi and I, I don't think there was like, you know, th- there's plenty to dissect here, but the, the overall gist is that, you know, Vi... Uh, showed Caitlin what the the undercity was really like, right? And how yeah. the the top side has completely neglected them, and they're they're ruled by crime lords. And um, uh, one man, you know, one kingpin leads the effort, and it's Silco, right? 
Right. And uh, the uh, the robot guy's like, we've done investigations of Silco. And uh, Kate's like, by who? You know? And exactly. uh, and they're like, oh, yeah. The guy that you just admitted like, was in their pocket the whole time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it just goes to show, you know, Caitlin knows what she's talking about. Exactly, um, yeah. And uh, she tells him exactly what Silco wants. He wants uh, independence from um, Piltover. He calls mm-hmm. it the Nation of Zaun. Um. And one thing that was interesting is, you know, Jace takes that bomb that was disarmed uh, in the previous episode, puts it on the table, and he's like, well, what about this? And uh, Kate actually does not throw Jinx under the bus immediately. Um, yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know. And then Vi um, touches her hand, and she's like, no, it, it was uh, Jinx, right? Um, right. <clears throat> and uh, it, it's just, it, I don't know, man. I just, I love their dynamic um, and how Caitlin's like, you know, like she's a uh, she's true to to Vi through and through. Like she's she's not, uh, man. It's just it's it's really cool. I just love it. Um. <laughs> it is. And, uh, I mean, you're 100 percent right to be so excited about it because it is badass. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jace is like, you know, we have to go in by force, and uh, Mel is actually the one to to slow him down. And it's like, you know, that could trigger war. Um, Caitlin making the case that you know, hey, not everyone down there is bad, and. Of course, like one of the counselors is like, uh, but there are bad ones, you know, too. And um, right. And uh, uh, that one other counselor is like, you know, even if we wanted to invade, they have shimmer. And Jace is like, well, we have hex tech. And uh, Caitlin's just kind of like, what has happened to you, man? Like you're literally mm-hmm. like contemplating war with your own people. Right. Um, and uh, Jace is fired up and you could tell he's he's definitely a little shook from uh, uh, Mama Madarda um, in the, the previous yeah. scene. And um, Mel makes a strong case that, you know, we have to take a diplomatic approach if there's an option. Um, mm-hmm. War has to be the last resort. And, uh, you know, the counselors begrudgingly are like, mm, she's right. So, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I, 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 I'm glad that, that they did speak up to that. Um but uh, but yeah, and Vi is pissed off because she's like, you know, Silco's the guy that killed my father and my friends, and you want to negotiate with this madman. Um, he hates you, right? Like, there's no talking to him. And uh, they, in a way, I actually, it, this is such an interesting scene because I totally sympathize with Vi. Um, but at the same time, like, the stakes are just so big. That it's like if that is an option, like they have to entertain it because there's going to be so much more bloodshed uh, if not, right? Yeah. Um. So I mean, he's it, it's not he's not an idiot. He's not. A, he might be being manipulated right now, but regardless, like there is credence to his thoughts. Yeah. Like he wouldn't just say something and be like, "Dude, that's fucking dumb." Like there is a legitimate, you know, justification for why he is saying what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so anyways, at that point, Vi's like, you know, um, or that they're like, you know, escort her out and he's, she's like, no need. I, I can, I can walk myself out kind of thing. Right. And, uh, right. there's a, a little scene where Caitlin looks at, um, her mother and her mother gives her this, uh, you know, nod of like, Hey, good job. Right. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh man, like, like, and I didn't notice that until like the second watch through. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really cool to see, um, that interaction take place. Right. Um, almost like, uh, she's letting her go, right. Letting her be her own person in that moment. Right. Um, 
But yeah, did you have anything to add on to that scene? Like any any type of insight at all? Like, so there, this was a fairly straightforward scene. I think mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway here for me was that Mel knew immediately whenever Jace, because yes. Jace was sitting there, you know, and he was fiddling with things, and you could tell he was just in his head, antsy, right? Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, he was fiddling with the um with the uh, butterfly wing. Yeah, that, uh, I said that. I said that. That, that's true. I just wanted to say it even better. Oh. That way people really remembered it. Um, you see what I have to deal no. with, guys? Do you see this? <laughs> oh, my God. But, but no, like, yeah, because that was, you know, a very important thing. And then, yeah, the, the immediacy in which, because Jace just outbursts out of nowhere at one point. Like, uh, I don't remember the exact words that he says, but basically, like, like, we need to do something about this now kind of thing. And you clock her look at Jace yeah like right there and then you know she knows that mama madarda talked to him yeah like which is just one of those beautiful moments where we we said it's like these are these are two kings on the or should i say queens i guess queen queen yeah. <laughs> these are two queens on a chessboard playing each other right now yeah. right and someone just moved a knight and so i think that that particular part even though it's just which is one of the beautiful things about it it's just like one or two seconds right but it means everything mm-hmm. so yeah that was definitely a big takeaway for me there and um yeah having that whole thing play out and you know the uh you know the different sides here of, of peace or war obviously jason Vi are on the same mindset and that's important to note going into like the next kind of scene here yeah um, um well and yeah. then from there you know Vi walks out and it's raining oh boy and uh you know, it's if it's raining in Piltover, it's going to be a sad scene. And uh, Vi uh, breaks up with Caitlin. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, she's says, you know, go back into that that uh, big house of yours and just forget about me. And I was just like, That's right. no, we just shipped him <laughs> in like the two scenes ago. Like, stop it! Why don't you see? She can't forget <sighs> about you now. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a it's a devastating moment for Caitlin, um, and she's just kind of like, man, like the, like you don't mean that at all. Um, we, we have yeah, to. You think can of tell a plan. everyone's got the feels here. Yeah, right? and uh, you know, um, Vive, you know, tells that line: "Top side and bottom, oil and water. That's all there is." And mm-hmm. man, I just I love that line there. Um, you know, yeah, I, I've same. never heard that before: oil and water. But it really just you drives. Haven't? No, no, I haven't. I mean, oh wow, yeah, that's new to me. So. Uh, <laughs> but what a uh, privileged life you must I know. Be, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna use that all the time now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sean, do you want to go to the movies? Oil and water, like that's not even applicable, wasn't meant to be <laughs> oil <you know>? and water. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you know, um, but anyways, I mean, that, that's kind of the gist of it. Um, oh, she, yeah, it's a fairly straightforward scene. There's not like yeah. a, a bunch of subtext here. It's that she literally is thinking that they live in two different worlds and they have two different Com- types of philosophies. Incompatible. She's willing to fight. Yeah. Right. She's willing to fight. And Kate is OK sitting by, although she's obviously changing. Yeah. She's just not there. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to hurt you. I don't want you to be hurt. I think we just need to end this here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not uh, you. It's me. So before we go to the next scene, I just want to preface it with holy shit. Like, yeah, I had to pause it because I was I wasn't crying. I was weeping like um, 
I mean, I had something fall into both my eyes, so like I was. I don't know trying. what that was. You know, it's, it's all, some like, dirt like <laughs> fell from the ceiling somehow. You know, gravity turned the other way. It happens. You know, um, but holy shit, this is this is probably like one of the most artistic scenes I've ever seen. Um, just yeah, so intense, and it just it goes to show like the people at Riot like care so much about these characters. Um, they just, they're in love with them and, and it, it just, it oozes off the, the screen. Um, but in yeah, this, and you see these, it's also like with the, all these characters, like, especially if you're going from like the game, right. Mm-hmm. You see all of these like very outlandish type of characters, these people pushed to the extremes to become these, you know, uh, crazy people that are, you know, have all of this so power eccentric and, all and, you know, exactly over the top. And yeah. you're like, how the fuck could someone even become like that like that's so unrealistic and then you see shit like this and you're like oh yeah, okay <laughs> they make a really good case um exactly <laughs> but uh but yeah so so uh victor is at um this uh pier right and yep. um he throws his his crutch to the ground this was right after he he meshed with the the hex core right um mm-hmm. yep. thanks to the shimmer that singe gave him um and man, that slow motion shot whenever he steps into the the puddle of water, the puddle, yeah, oh, just and you see you see the boat behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that boat is just so because if we remember, right, in episode six, mm-hmm. whenever he made that boat, he couldn't keep up, right, right, um, and he, he tripped and, and face planted, and Mike laughed like a like a like a psychopath, like um, a terrible person. Yeah, and, I admitted it was wrong at the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, and in this one, man, it's just it's a beautiful scene, and uh, he starts to walk without his crutch, right? And um, he just, you know, and you see that boat in the background, kind of beating him a little bit. Uh, he stumbles for a second, but he catches himself, and then he just breaks out into a full on sprint, man. And yep. it's just the music swells and. You know, he's screaming while he's running and it's just magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. just, I'm getting chills just like re- <laughs> re-remembering it. Yeah. Um, There's an expression on his face that we haven't seen before, right? Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know, this this kind of empowered feeling that he finally had after a lifetime of, of you know, being constantly pushed back for one way or another or for one reason or another, rather. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool to see because and and you see why he does what he does after this scene, too. Right. Because mm-hmm. he finally did feel that. And that's it's kind of like chasing a high. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah. And then uh, in the next scene, he's in front of that hex core again and uh, he's ready to to take it to the next level. Right. Um, he wants to. Yeah to you know step two forward, step two um <laughs> and it cuts to sky um their assistant and she's walking through the hall and she's kind of uh practicing how she's gonna propose this um this project that she's been working on for victor right mm-hmm. um and she's just kind of you know trying to figure out exactly how she's gonna say it she's um, also inter interweaving it with like expressing her feelings for him too. yeah you could tell finally getting the courage to really try to make him understand that she likes him yeah which and, makes the scene all the more heartbreaking oh geez <laughs> and um there's a it, there's a moment where victor tries to shoot himself up with the uh, shimmer again and he's mm-hmm. all out right um right. so he's going to um i probably shouldn't say this on the podcast but uh 
he's going to raw dog it. <laughs> but, oh boy. <laughs> you can cut that later if you really want to. <laughs> I, I have, I have this podcast marked as explicit. Okay. okay. We just definitely used it to its fullest potential. Yeah. So I guess go ahead. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so he, he starts uh, adding more runes to himself and, and it swaps between him and sky walking through the hallway, right? Yeah. Building up the courage. And mm-hmm. as sky enters the room, uh, she sees Victor like in this, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a, a an intense, like he's clearly writhing in pain and there's the, the hex core spinning in front of him and there's a whirlwind taking place. And uh, she immediately jumps to action to try to, you know, uh, uh, you know, pull him away from the hex core. Right. Cause it's clearly causing him a lot of pain. And yeah. um, let me, let me just, let me just say this real quick yeah. because this was, I feel like this added to the emotionality for me. The the scene, obviously, whenever you walk in on it, because it, it showed it exactly from her perspective of what she's seeing, it looks like a horrific scene is going down, and he is in trouble. Like, he looks like he's in pain, mm-hmm. and something bad is happening. And so she, without even, like, a, like just it takes her, like, that millisecond to just comprehend what's going on, and without even a moment's hesitation after that, she fucking runs over to him and grabs him and is trying to pull him out because you can tell even just like how much she obviously cares for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then go ahead. Go and ahead. then, uh, you know, she's trying to pull him away and it's uh, it's sucking him back in. And I think part of it, too, mm-hmm. is he doesn't want to pull away. But then he, he looks down and realizes mm-hmm. that she's there, but also that exactly. she's starting to like disappear. Right. Dude. Oh, yeah. man. And, and her fucking facial expression whenever it happens, too. Like, well, it, oh. there's so much emotion in in this animation. Like, uh, you look at yeah. Victor's eyes and he's like, he realizes like what's happening. He's just completely horrified. Like, um, and uh, she, an explosion happens and she totally vaporizes into ash. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, just talk about like, devastating um and then uh you know victor is laying on the ground and he he looks up and uh, he uh sees her glasses and he just man he just falls into dis- into uh, despair so yeah ugh. i just i'm i'm honestly like haunted by the look on her face like as she begins to disappear because there was right i mean jace literally looked down realized she was there she looks up at him and she has this like like I've come to help you like you know what's happening kind of face and you see her literally from the center center of her face right below her eyes just start both up and down like start to disappear yeah um and fuck man yeah it is painful to watch because you also then it, it goes back to Victor's face and he's watching it happen and you're like fuck yeah the, is, the look in his eyes is just uh, devastating exactly like, it is so crazy dude I fucking love it. Well, I mean, I, I, like I feel so bad for them, of course, but it's just so good. Well, and, and I just want to point out. So I do know that a lot of people, this scene didn't work for them. Um, and I think it's be- How? I think part of it is because Sky wasn't as present of a character. Like they feel like they needed to kind of build her up a little bit more um, mm-hmm. be, for it to be really that devastating payoff for the audience. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, I totally. I completely s- disagree. Well, I, I can tell. I I can say why, but I'll let you well, go ahead and explain your position and, on. And that's well. That's the thing is like I disagree as well, right? But okay. my case, the case that I want to make, is that there's a lot of stuff in this show 
that I don't pick up on the first time I watch it. Like, mm-hmm. and then the second time or the third time I watch it, suddenly I'm I'm much more familiar with those characters in those instances. So, if, like, for instance, like, I didn't realize that Sky was that kid whenever they have the flashback scene with the, the boat. Right. I didn't realize that was Sky, right? Um, right. And I didn't pay attention to her whenever uh, she was helping Jace and Victor um, in the lab. Right. It it was more like, oh, this is a side character. I'm not supposed to pay attention to her. But on the second and third watches, I start to pay attention to her a lot more. And each character is so expressive and so emotive that um, it did work for me at the uh, in this moment. So I totally Mm -hmm. I I totally sympathize with why people aren't, um, uh, you know, necessarily that didn't resonate with them like it did for for Mike and I. Um, but mm-hmm. I would also say that this show, the way it's crafted, there's so much um, subtle additions that I think people just do not because there's so much that happens so quickly that mm-hmm. uh, you don't necessarily process um, to its fullest. Now, you can you can say that's a detriment. I like it because it has rewatchability yeah. for me. Like I can watch it over and over again. And I don't get bored at all because I'm discovering new things in it each time. And I think the the payoff for me more than anything was like, oh, I watched the you know the the previous episodes uh, quite a bit, probably more more than anyone else here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And uh, yes, that the, so whenever that moment did happen it, it totally worked for me but i i do sympathize with people that it, you know it's a one wash through and it, and it didn't quite resonate yeah and for me like it i i feel like one important factor here is because first of all they did as you said you know they they had her as the little girl in that one flashback they had her in the scene with um jason victor and then you had her coming up to victor at one point in the lab saying like hey can you walk me home and all this kind of stuff obviously like it showed right there that that she had interest in him and how how this is important how oblivious he was to it yes right Mm -hmm. i think we got more of the from victor perspective here where we didn't know all of this was going on behind his back we knew a little bit more right than he did but he didn't know and i think it's a little poetic well yeah we're feeling what he's kind of feeling in that moment you know exactly like i think it's for more to be able to resonate with that character because Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like, she's not a, a character that we're really focusing on at all. It's not about her payoff. It's about Victor's payoff. I don't know. But, I'm but okay yeah, with it. And, and we'll I, I understand happens. people's complaint on it, but I, I would encourage them, you know, to, to watch this show um, again, you know, from beginning to end. And, right. and make, you know, take notice of, of Sky in those moments. Um, right, right. And right. Uh, it is a, a really um, impactful scene. So, to me. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, All right. Well, what what happens on the next scene? Let's next uh, scene, we uh, we see uh, the forge, right? And uh, right. we start to see this man uh, stuff. This man stuff. Uh, see this <laughs> uh, this molten metal form into what looks like a hammer, um, a big hammer, uh, with the uh, the hex crystal in the middle. Um, gemstone. And, gemstone. Oh, hex gemstone. That's right. That's there right. you go. Um, in the middle, and and the runes all around. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and one thing I, I thought was, well, okay. So I'm curious, right? So it cuts mm-hmm. to Jace and he's got like his handle for this hammer that he's building. Right. Mm-hmm. And are those runes that are on that metal? Um, or is it like, 
like because I've seen it before, like on on samurai swords. There's like a, a family mm-hmm. like lineage on it and stuff. Like I I don't know w- what that is per se. No, I think those are runes. Those are runes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, those are definitely runes. I didn't know if there because, was you know, hinting at some sort of history behind the, the these hammers and stuff. So yeah. No, I don't think so. Only because like I mean, you you see obviously like the runes have a very like those are integral to the actual workings of the gemstone yeah. and how they apply, you know, the ability. It's basically like you have to have those runes to make them apply the magic, right? Yeah. And so, you, I mean, you know how Jace's hammer works, right? It goes between a long range weapon and a melee weapon. Yeah. And so that hammer is, is I think, part of the, the long range part, you know, built into the stem. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think I could be wrong. You know, we'll see what happens later on. But for me, I definitely took those as runic symbols. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and Vi enters, right? Just, uh, walks mm-hmm. into his workshop, um, like she owns the place, of course. And, of course. <laughs> uh, um, you know, and Jace immediately is like, I could have you arrested. And she's like, you guys like to throw that around, don't you? Um, yeah, exactly. And it's just, man, it just, it highlights the, the divide, right? Um, yeah. and how, you know, all it takes is just a veil of authority and like, you know, justice behind it. And suddenly people are willing to throw people's lives away willy nilly, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, she, she calls him out and she's like, have you ever been to Stillwater? And Jason's like, no. And he's like, you have no idea what it does to someone uh, being locked in a cell for, for days or weeks or years. Right. Um, right. And uh, he's just kind of like, oh shit. Yeah. I want to make Silco pay. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Uh, Vi's like I went in and, and Vi oh man this was so cool um, this is it she eyeballs that those uh, Atlas gauntlets and mm-hmm. just you know uh, casually just uh, puts one on and um, dude she it's man. she she put it on with authority too it was like she always knew they were hers yeah yeah you know what i mean and it, I, I just and one boy, thing they I, fit like a glove oh they do yeah they look great on her <laughs> um well one thing i i just want to point out maybe people will start to pay attention to it on rewatches but pay attention to the sound effects right mm-hmm. of this show uh i think if there's one thing that this could get like an oscar nod for um i mean there's a couple things that it could get like uh, well no because uh, Oscars are movies. What am I thinking of? Golden Globes, right? That's Golden the, Globes. Yeah, it's it's uh, like sound design or, or sound editing or something like that, right? I mean, there's honestly there's many things where if yeah. it doesn't win if it doesn't win Golden Globes for many different things. Yeah, uh, I'm going and, to be upset. And hopefully it isn't just uh, pigeonholed into the whole like best animated show like that drives me nuts. Like oh yeah, um, it deserves far more than that. Yeah, yeah. like this is a, a really just incredible. By series, the way, but um. Num- number 12 now on IMDb Greatest Shows. Wow. Well, Beat out it, Game of Thrones. Well, that, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, I, I, I agree. That's yeah, yeah. Easy, like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. But at the same time, like, it was higher. And yeah. it's, a, it's a series that people know a lot more, right? Yeah. And it already beat it out. So, yeah. Wow. Just throwing that in there. Um, well, and, and when she puts those gauntlets on, man, just the, the, the sounds and the whistles and the the clanking that it makes, man, it's just yeah. the coolest stuff. And that's one thing, Riot, like it's, the, it's kind of fun because Riot is clearly using a lot of stuff that they've developed over the years. One of those things being sound design uh, with their game and they're incorporating it into the show. And it just, man, it, it, once you start really paying attention to it, you're just like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like, um, yeah. so anyways, I, I will get off my sound soapbox there. 
Um, but uh, I love that little line. She's like, this is so people notice you when you raise your hand in the boardroom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and uh, she uh, she clearly it, it, it fits on her. It feels good. And uh, she makes a point to say, you know, someone close to her had a, a pair of these before. Um, obviously not as advanced. Um, but, uh, you know, she's she makes the case to Jace that, you know, you're action oriented. You're the guy that Kate went to and that trusted entirely to do something about this um, right. and uh, basically compels him to um, raid one of uh, the manufacturing facilities of uh, Silco's, right, um, for the Shimmer. Right. Um, so, yeah. Because he's like, he's like, what do you want me to do, go in and arrest him? And she's like, no, bro. Like, I want you, like, he gets his power from Shimmer, like being the sole supplier of Shimmer. How do we get rid of that? Like, almost spells it out for him. Like, we got to shut down his Shimmer manufacturing plants. Yeah. Like, that's what we got to do. And basically, like, we are going to do it by force. And um, I love that fucking take charge attitude. That is yeah. very Vi, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh, what's that? One of the lines she has in game. She's like, um, "What was it? Punch first. Ask questions while punching." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, very much that attitude. I love it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, did you have anything to to add to that scene at all? No. Okay. No, no, cool. no. That that was a you know it was put there for one reason it's yep. gear up and go time yep yep and next sequence is at this uh shimmer factory right um mm-hmm. this uh guy is on the train he gets obviously jumped by um one of the enforcers and mm-hmm. they break into this facility with their own train right and right. Uh, they start arresting people okay yeah um and then w- one of the kids because they're clearly using child labor uh right. and, uh, just want to point out you see uh, jace with his hammer and it's it's a glorious sight it's a great fucking scene i do want to before we go into the scene i do want to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that i this is a thing that i a complaint i have a genuine complaint Mm -hmm. and we talked about a little bit it i i know where this is going yep uh riot whether they had the time or the money or whatever um and it maybe just got cut on the on the cutting room floor right but Mm -hmm. They put in so much work with Vi. They put in so much work with Jinx. Right. They put in so much work with, I mean, a lot of these characters, right? Like Kate, Caitlin as well. They Caitlin, had the whole scene yep. of her earlier in her childhood. And, like, I'm totally cool with Jace wielding the hammer. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, he shouldn't necessarily know what he's doing. Like, and there should be some consequences because this is the first time he's done this, you know? like, it, Well, at least so far as, so far as we know. So far right? as we know, yeah. Um, but that's the thing is like, I don't feel like the, the um, appropriate amount of work was put in to really, um, land or stick the landing on this scene. Um, yeah, for, for, cause that's the thing. I believe everything that Vi did, right? Oh yeah. I totally, I totally get it. But on Jace's end, it was a little weak and I feel, and it, that's the thing is that it would have been so easy to add in even just one scene of showing him because, you know, his, his parents are involved in the hammer stuff. Like. I get it. Like, it could just show him one scene of just, like, blowing off steam. He was into some martial combat or something like that, yeah. right? Where he, to cool off and blow out some steam, he, you know, he just was, like, you know, fighting one of those little stick things, you know, yeah. just training on Staff. it. Staff, yeah, Dummy, yeah. like little, little stick dummies or something. Yeah. And that that's all it would have taken, just something like that to, to show me that, you know, he at least knows something of what he's doing. 
they did definitely show that he was jacked for a reason, and that's because that's a big ass fucking hammer, right? Yeah. So they well, did show him shirtless a couple and, times to try to compensate for that. And that's the thing is, like, uh, I'm not, I I think the magic, right? Um, the mm-hmm. the arcane in the actual devices themselves, in a way that makes them weightless to the to the wielder. Um, I feel like that's head cannon. I mean, you could be right. Well, but that's definitely. I, I think not that's the only. No, no. I, I think it's. I think it's one hundred percent true because in mm-hmm. our, uh, Act Two, um, mm-hmm. Jace takes the uh, the Atlas Gauntlets and lifts a mm-hmm. giant boulder with one arm, like lifts it. Like logically speaking, mm-hmm. he shouldn't be able to lift a giant boulder just because he has that the is, glove on. Like that is true. That is true. Actually, yeah. So I, I think that scene kind of laid the groundwork. Maybe to, he's just that Jack. Maybe a victor. Put well, on the I think him be being jacked helps, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I'm saying like I think it it in a way that's their way of saying like hey you know magic is compensating for the that's weight point. of the the gauntlets because let's be honest too like I mean Vi's jacked and strong but those gauntlets mm-hmm. are pretty freaking big like. Um, so I'm not convinced that she could wield it the way she did unless magic enhanced it, right? And and allowed mm-hmm. it to be uh be weightless in that sense. Um so that's Yeah, no, I that, that's a good point. I agree with you. That is yeah. very logical. So that, that that's that the justification logical. I'm putting in my head when it comes to the actual yeah. weight of these things. Um, I took away my change my mind sign. Okay? Ah, good. I, good. Put that I changed away. it. You, okay. <laughs> I agree with you. Okay. Cool. Um and uh so in, in this arrest, uh a kid's getting arrested and he um uh, right before he gets cuffed, he he headbutts with the back of his head the uh, the enforcer and runs to a, like an alarm bu- bell or something and clicks it, and right. you start Blinds to up. see these these uh, like I don't know what you call them like like these deranged like super soldier like looking ke- things. Chem suits, yeah, these yeah. guys in chem suits, yeah. And it's such a cool design. Um, they kind of look like um, I mean, they look like those like deep underwater suits almost. Like actually, they really look like big daddies almost from yeah. Um, they they kind of remind me of uh, space marines too, um, and like yeah, Warhammer like and any stuff. yeah, yeah. There you go. So like, if you ever seen Bioshock or Forty K, yeah, Forty K, um, yeah, yeah. then yeah, you you kind of know what what we're talking about here. But very fucking cool looking. Actually, you've watched the fucking episode. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very cool. I love whenever that showed them like you know shooting up on the shimmer and how fast they oh, are. Like the terrifying. way that they do the animation for that speed. Oh, fucking sick, dude. Oh, oh it, like I remember oh. when I when I first watched it, I was just going like, holy shit. Holy shit. To like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but I mean, nightmare material right there. Right. Like. Right. Absolutely, um, yeah. So just it, incredible. And, and like whenever you see that first one, just like jump and like land and totally take out one of the enforcers, you're just like, oh, wow. Like this is really the next level here of uh, like you know, the, I don't know, the, these battles. Right. Um, right. Oh, and then there's that one where like it's, uh, approaching the guy on the catwalk. Right. And mm-hmm. he's dodging the bullets and he's going like left yeah. to right, left to right and scraping the, the, the railing at the same time. And I was just like, this is incredible. Like the animation yeah. in this is just a jaw dropping. Truly um, astounding animation. For this oh dude. God. Uh, I, I can't, and the colors, like uh, the colors, really just help out with everything. It makes everything look so fucking dynamic and sick. Um, I I absolutely loved it. So yeah, so um, yeah, you know, police are, are falling down the shaft. Um, pretty much all the enforcers get taken out, at least on that level, right? 
Yeah. Um, and Jace is uh, stuck on this catwalk and he's being um, approached on both sides by the uh, these um, you know super soldier type creep people, right? And um, uh, the music starts to pick up and you see Vi sliding down this uh, this uh, what do they call him like a um, an eye pole, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, man, she jumps off and then just nails one of the guys, and we see Vi like donning the gauntlets for the first time. And man, talk about a payoff! Like this is something that the gamers have been uh, waiting for, and it's just incredible. Um, and uh, oh yeah, Jason Vi are back to back, and they just start going at it, man. And it's the the animation in this is just incredible. Like the the moments where like. Like they slam and it cuts to like all white, you know, like drawn mm-hmm. animation. And something to, to take note of, too, is like a lot of the, like the smoke and the gases and stuff like that's 2D animated. And it's 2D right. animated on top of this 3D animation. It's just like, but it's so seamless. Yeah, there's like these texture layers like layered on top of each other. Yeah. Great. And yeah. Uh, it's just so seamless and it just looks incredible. Um, but yeah, they just they go ham. And um, I, I don't know what more to say. <laughs> Oh, well, man. there's, I mean, I will say, let me just comment on this one part, just because yeah, yeah. it is such an awesome scene. I have to say something about it. Yeah, like, whenever, you know, one of the, the chem suits, um, the guys in the chem suit, like, starts running right at Jace, and Vi's not there, and then, yeah, you see her fucking come down with this fucking master hit, like you said. Oh, so just, cool. you You feel that, dude. You feel that when it hits. Yeah. Man. They do a, a great job of of making of showing you the impact that these things are making every time yeah and um I, I thought it was fantastic and then yeah you get the whole jason her back to back as you said and uh then shit just starts going down and I, I think like one of the big things here is that like we don't have to go through every single move that they do obviously but just some highlight moves is that yep, you yep. get to see jace's barrier at one point yep which is a, a, a cool thing um that's a nod to the game and you Vi's just punching shit left and right, right? There's not too much to her kit other than her just fucking slamming shit into yeah. oblivion. Well, there's this um, there's this one scene um where she uses the gauntlets to like propel herself up and she spins in oh, midair. Yeah. And I was just like, that's like I mean, completely ridiculous, but it's so but cool. All the more like, awesome. Because- oh my god. <laughs> like um, and this is this is whenever they kind of they really start taking some liberties, right? Because everything up until this point, in my opinion, has been very grounded, like very choreographed driven. And this is whenever they're going, okay, we can kind of, you know, take it to the next level uh, when it comes to this action. It doesn't have to necessarily make sense as long as it looks cool in the moment and people are just riled up when they're watching it. Then we've done our job, kind of thing. And I I love right. that they've they've taken that approach with this fight sequence because they they crush it, totally crush it. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is whenever you start saying they, they're like really start taking liberties with some stuff here. Um, they do. And, and right here, this is one of the bad liberties that they take. But it harks back to what we said before. But it's just like, man, whenever you look at the scene of Jace, like defeating these fucking chem super soldiers that are moving yeah. super fast and he's blocking their attacks with his hand. Like, I just don't really buy it. And that's like that's like the problem because I buy everything that Vi is doing. Yeah. And so next to next to Vi, like I just I'm having that disconnect there. So, you know, it's like, you know, there's some bad things in, in shows. There's some things that could be better in shows, and this is one of them. What regardless of how much we love the scene or not, like that's just a reality of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they didn't do that up to par. But anyways, regardless, taking that out of the equation, I will say it was fucking fantastic. In my head canon, let's just say 
he did have those scenes and we were just never shown. And, right? and speaking I, of uh, speaking of canon, um, mm-hmm. Jace's <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, hammer. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. I saw the opportunity. No, 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 that, uh, that was good. That was J- good. Jace's hammer transforms into his cannon, right? Um, which yeah. is another nod to the game because um, he, he launches those giant, giant, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever you want to call like it plasma balls. plasma ball yeah, things. plasma balls whatever. um but uh in that scene one thing that was really and i just i love the emoting of these characters and it, it zooms in on his face and it's i mean it's a scary looking face of jace right like uh, i was the just first time you've seen him like this that's for sure yeah and he's just really like you know just going at it and uh uh while he's shooting with his cannon um he's going after this one that's a little faster than the others right um he's shooting away and then suddenly he he shoots uh that same boy that that activated the the trigger in the first place and that kid Mm -hmm. falls to the very bottom of the pit um and just man they knocked out like just and you know he's he's out right yeah Um, you see you see the reaction on jace's face right there where he's like holy shit like i just fucking killed a child murdered a kid Yeah. yeah like because before he was attacking these things, which are the, these monstrous creatures, but he just fucking killed a human for the first time, right? He just threw up from seeing a dead person before. Yeah. Right? He just fucking murdered a kid. Literally the same day. Same day. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty intense scene. Now, I think he was maybe trying to be like, maybe the kid's okay. And then they went downstairs to see where he fell. And sure enough, the kid is, is Dunsky's. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah, he is horrified. He has a total, you know, um, like look of of holy shit. I can't believe I just did this disbelief and just shock. And that's whenever you get a, a 180 on everything that, that he was just saying before. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's the thing is like, I, you know, and I've, I've seen this, you know, with with other um, intellectual properties. Right. And it's. It's one of those things where like the heroes go in and they start messing things up and there's just no collateral damage. Right. Exactly. And this is really kind of reins it in. And and it's, you know, in line with the theme of the show that, hey, like just because like you wield these awesome powers and you're doing it for the right reasons doesn't mean that things go according to plan. Right. Right. Um, And there can be collateral damage and that's completely devastating and and leave you with, um, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress right um so yeah so uh as the, he sees this um child take his last breaths um he looks up and he sees um all the people that they've arrested and and the vast majority of them are uh children right um yeah. and, and he sees that they look scared and you know he i think he's starting to realize what what the undercity's like yeah yeah, and uh, you know how these actions that he's taken uh, reflect upon him, right? Um, right. So yeah, and because um, I think that that thing was was especially powerful right there, just because it it just showed the people that are having the repercussions of the actions that he just made are not are they're not the criminals, they're the victims. Yeah, right. It's it's a room full of small children that are scared, defenseless, and powerless in a situation where they're being surrounded by guns and had a kid just killed in front of them by people with technology that they'll never even dream of possessing. Right. So it shows that just massive inferiority and Jace finally got a look at what it actually is like 
to be in the trenches of these kinds of scenarios and be on the Zahn side. Yeah. And so I love I loved it because it was just important for Jace to see. Well, it's it's just it's very mature, right? Like it's yeah. it's not and it's like, realistic. Yeah, it's realistic, and in your it's going. easy for people to make orders from behind a desk. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever you have to witness it, it's a totally different thing. Totally. So I just I thought it was a, a powerful scene um, uh, gr- after a great action sequence. But um, but yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, did you have anything else to add? We can probably go to the next. No, scene. no, no. Yeah. We we are beating our record here. I'm yeah. <laughs> so um, next scene, it's relatively quick. We see uh, Caitlin in the shower. But, you know, she's really like. Um, you know, she's really hurt with uh, Vi leaving, right? And yeah. um, uh, you can tell she's she's you know questioning. She's like, you know, I can't let her go. Like that that's what's going through her head. Um, yeah, I mean, she's replaying the scene in her head. Yeah. yeah. And as she gets out of the shower, she um, goes to her her mirror, her vanity mirror, and mm-hmm. as the steam starts to to you know um, disperse, you see that classic jinx sign the monkey right um that was drawn with that steam and uh you're looking uh she's looking through the mirror and on her i guess it's her left hand side or right you see uh a glowing pink eye and you see jinx there and then uh yeah cuts i like how she was hidden so well too like you really have to like because if you once you see her there right if you rewind the scene you could see her there the whole time Mm -hmm. but I realized, uh, you know, like I was like, holy shit, because you see just like this pink glowing thing. And I'm like, wait, fucking jinx. And then it cuts. Right. And then I'm like, oh, oh, rewind. And yeah. I watch it again. And yeah, she's literally just standing there the whole time. You know, it's just kind of hard to see. And I love that they actually did that. So it wasn't just like a quick turnaround and oh, she's there all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. I, I just like how they they fucking work that in. Well, and I, um, I love how they're willing to take like, you know, uh, horror elements and like. Uh, intertwine that into the show like you know there's nothing's off limits right everything yeah Yeah, they have literally everything in the show every type of show that you like it's fucking in here yeah just watch it so and enjoy it exactly and tell your friends what what else do i have to do (laughs) to get you to tell all your friends and everyone you've ever met to watch the show (laughs) (laughs) but uh no then it, it cuts off and we we get our we get our ending there one of the one of the few honestly like abrupt ending scenes that I very much agree with. Yes. That would be like one of my very, very minor tweaks is that it ends a little too abruptly a lot of times for the episodes, but this one actually makes a lot of sense for that horror element. Yeah. So yeah, either way, you know, long episode. I know. I think we're just never going to be. No, it's it's not going to happen. We're going to keep trying, but let's see. As long as they make amazing content, like we're going to geek out for two hours. It's hard to condense it down. Yeah, that's the problem. You just just need to have, you know, call Riot and tell them to make terrible content and then it'll be shorter for you guys. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know what? I feel like it's also, it's not a bad thing because although it it, like, it's, you know, a trip to um, record it all. Yeah. uh, It, you know, it's only you're only going to be getting a small amount of, of content as far as like, you know, a couple episodes reviewed at a time and people well, want to go through that content. It takes them a while. And whenever you're going to have months to, to wait for the next thing to come around, it's OK if it takes you like a week to even finish one episode. Yeah. Know? Well, and, and that's the thing, too, is like, 
you know, I, I've been on YouTube. I've, I've been, you know, looking at different podcasts and trying to find something that's similar to us where they do a, a deep dive. And it's just not out there right now for, for Arcane. Yeah. Um, Maybe for good reason, because yeah. they're like, no one's fucking crazy <laughs> no one's, enough to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I've, I've seen, I've literally seen all the 10 minute reviews, right, on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah. And I've, I've found a couple of podcasts where they kind of sum up the 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 acts themselves in in a matter of you know 20 minutes and i'm just mm-hmm. like that you know it, there are plenty of people just like us that want something a little more meaty that we can just you know latch on to and, and really appreciate um so hopefully that's yeah. what we're doing for you guys you know well um, I, some of the comments that i have been hearing the most of is people that are looking to get involved in the world they don't yeah. know anything about the world and they they like that we're kind of showing them the tidbits of stuff that they really weren't able to understand because, you know, they had no context. And, and, so. and that's the thing is, you know, don't, you know, we're going to be name dropping stuff. Right. And the, mm-hmm. all this stuff is accessible. It's not like you have to go buy a book. Right. Um, uh, Although you can, you can, you can I mean, go that, to Amazon yeah. and buy that Runeterra book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, what is it? Realms of Runeterra. Right. So yeah, I'm um, highly recommend it if you want to get deeper into the lore. Be- beautiful but, uh, book, by the way. Also. Oh, it's like, just like a, 20 a bucks book. and it, it should be like 40, 45 dollars. Like it's, it's a really yeah, good absolutely. looking book. Um, it's all, you know, uh, uh, beautiful art in it and everything really gives you a good piece of uh, a good slice of, of Runeterra. Um, and that completes our sponsorship. Yeah. By the <laughs> use our, use our affiliate link. And yeah. uh, no, <laughs> I wish no, um, <clears throat> maybe we should start uh, a little drop shipping thing with just league of legends stuff. But, uh, <laughs> geez. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's one of those things where you can go to, to league of legends universe, right. Just type that into Google. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were talking about Urgot, right. Go read yep. Urgot's stories, right? They're, they're awesome. Yeah, man. Um, it, we're talking about Singed. Singed easily probably has the best stories um, in the entire universe. Definitely. Um, uh, 100%. 100%, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you've got some free time and you're like, man, this doctor, this creepy doctor is like fascinating, go dive into that. You've got content that's going to last you two or three weeks, right? Um, at least me, I'm a slow reader, but maybe you, uh, you probably uh, soak uh, it no, in quick. Honestly, but yeah. e- easily, easily that. Like you would, ha- you're honestly going to have way more time of stuff to read than that. Yeah. If you want to go through the whole League universe. And let me tell you, like I have, th- there's never been a more organized site and user-friendly site than the League of Legends universe site. Yeah. Because it's it's done, you know, based on based by region. You can go by champion. Honestly, the best one I think is uh, the region. Plus, they have an interactive map, map. to kind of help yep. you place use everything. The map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but definitely, yeah. If you use the map in conjunction with like you know the region breakdowns, it tells you it shows you not only concept art from each of the regions, but um, the different champions that are involved. Which then you can click on the champions, deep dive into them. It also has um, you know lore based stories specific to those regions, all that kind of stuff. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If you want to sink your your teeth into even more stuff and you're you're curious, by all means, do it and and hit us up on Twitter if you want to. If you have questions so, and stuff, like, yeah, that sounded so like and hit it. Plug sure yeah. up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but um, but yeah, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Just, Don't be afraid to you know if if you want to keep it private, you're welcome to DM us. DMs are open, um, mm-hmm. and we're more than happy to. Uh, to entertain your, your, your questions and stuff. So, um, you yeah, know, odds are you, you, maybe you think of questions that stuff that we don't even know. Um, yeah, so yeah, exactly. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, we want this to be a, a you know, community involvement, right? Um, yeah, exactly. 
Um, well, let's go ahead and because this has now been two hours and 15 ish minutes. So um, let me just go ahead and say, you know, thank you all so much for, for sticking with us this whole time. We know these episodes are long. Thanks for, you know, listening to the whole way. If you got here already, um, let's, uh, you know, leave the five star reviews. I know I said that earlier, but, you know, if, if you can, it really helps us out a lot. So, you know, do that. Um, Apple podcast, five star review. If you want us to read it off in a voice, by all means, put the name of the character. You heard my uh, impression earlier. <laughs> so it's it's perfect. <laughs> um but anyway, so that and uh, yeah, cor pod. I'm sorry, cor underscore pod for our Twitter handle. So uh, you can hit that up as well. And that's pretty much it. So until you, you're good too, right? Yep. Nothing else to yep. add. All right. Yeah. So then sufficiently uh, sad. I guess, yep. No. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for this, the last episode coming. Oh next. man. So. I'm ready. Um, yeah, we have one more episode to go through, and then we'll talk about like what we're going to be doing after that. So, yeah, until then, guys, see you later. Peace.